And welcome to yet another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 183, officially. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and you're this PlayStation podcast. And joining me, as always, Joe Garcia. That's me. And uh, real quick, just at the top of the show, just wanted to apologize for all everyone out there who's been really waiting for uh, us to deliver something. And just, you know, we just did a special, and we're like, oh, we're going to try and give you more content out. And then we vanished without a trace. Uh, I'll take uh, responsibility <laughs> for that. Fucking <Locking> Malcolm. <laughs> As uh, the mon- we were going to record our show last week, around Wednesday, I believe, uh, but unfortunately on Monday, and for those of you who follow the show know that I'm epileptic, and sadly I had quite a few seizures at work. Um, I'm okay now. Everything, you know, meds are back up to snuff. I can actually feel my arms. It doesn't hurt to move anymore. There, you know. No lack of appetite or massive migraine headaches that come with uh, the godforsaken thing but i am back to normal i'm playing video games and i'm happy again uh, for those of you who did uh, contact me thank you so much i appreciate that especially rk out there thank you so much but don't worry we're we're back now and just like eric bischoff better than ever <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, i like eric bischoff how you been buddy i've been okay uh far fewer seizures on my end um but overall pretty good i guess oh excellent excellent uh, yeah uh, out of curiosity, uh, there have been a few movies or movie trailers that have been going on since, uh, I've talked to you last. Yeah. Uh, most notably, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. How did you feel about that? That looks good. That looks real good. Oh, Joe. I, I haven't been so stoked to see a Spider-Man movie since, uh, the, uh, Spider-Man 2? <laughs> not so much Spider-Man 2. The one before that. The original Spider-Man? Yes. The one with Tobey Maguire. Well, no, that's. I'm, I'm saying Spider-Man 2, because I had no idea Spider-Man was going to be any good. And then it was, and then the thought of Spider-Man 2 was like, oh! Uh, oh, yeah. I, I still like the first one better, but the second one was awesome, too. That's correct. Uh, but... that, that might be the craziest thing you've ever said. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move past it. I've said some crazy things, too. Uh, but, yeah, it, I, I love the guy that they got to play Spider-Man. What's his name again? I forget. <laughs> Kids uh, like fucking. I don't know. Yeah, I feel really bad because he is perfect. Like when <laughs> they did Amazing Spider-Man, uh, a multi among the many reasons I didn't like, I didn't like the movie. I didn't like Andrew Garfield. That that's Tom a, Holland. Tom Holland. Thank you. That's the good one. Uh, Andrew Gar- Garfield was a. He, he was just a dick as Peter Parker. Like that. Yeah. That's part of the magic of uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Peter, Peter Parker is a great guy. <laughs> he, you know, he goes through a lot of bullshit and people treat him like garbage. But, you know, he's a really awesome guy and you want him to succeed. Like, watching all through Amazing Spider-Man, I did not want Andrew Garfield to succeed at all. Like, I didn't like that guy. Goddamn. But Tom Tom Holland, oh, since the day I saw him in uh, in, in that blo- bloody Civil War movie, which is today probably my favorite Marvel movie, uh, I was just like, oh my god, this guy's perfect. This is yeah. he's not even legal drinking yet. He's twenty years old. Yeah, he just recently turned twenty, but he was nineteen at the time he shot the movie. <laughs> so yeah, he was a legit teenager <laughs> when he was playing Peter Parker, man. But like oh yeah, everything uh, I've seen looks great. Uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Oh my god, <laughs> freaking Birdman! My god, <laughs> it's like th- like this is like the one movie this year so far that I'm like super super on edge on. 
and which is saying something because I just saw Rogue One, and I got to tell you, I'm stoked for Episode Eight later this year too. <laughs> but uh, oh my god! And uh, what about Guardians? Did you see the Volume Two trailer? I did. Also, really good. Yeah, Batista is an amazing actor. I never thought I would say. That. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine the crazy series of events that had to happen for Batista to be one of our favorite wrestlers over the past several years, including not getting the title at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's the role he was destined to play, and he's went on to have a pretty good acting career. Yeah, it was in a Bond film. Uh, he's been a other other films i'm sure but uh more or less like everything <laughs> everything i've seen him in and he's been uh, i've had like no issue i thought he was great and really added to the movie he seems destined to appear in a fast and furious movie though maybe we'll I, see if they keep making them long enough for him to be included speaking of fast and furious <laughs> little uh segue there did you see the one they did for fate of the fast and the furious fate of the furious Fate of the Furious, thank you. <laughs> um, that might have been my favorite trailer of the three. Really? I love, I love that trailer so much. Uh, that movie looks incredible. I want to watch the shit of that movie. It's, a, it's amazing how that se- franchise has grown, going back to the <laughs> very first movie to what it is now. To where At first, it was just like a simple, you know, un, it was pretty much point break, with but with cars. And then it's turned into, they're pretty much the Avengers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I wouldn't put it past it at some point where they're driving the cars and then they combine to form a giant robot to take on aliens or some shit. <laughs> but uh, going from what we've seen with the trailer, and it's kind of interesting because it kind of seems like they're doing that with the Transformers 5 Ava movie, which I'll, I'll spare you asking. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like the new thing is uh, the main hero goes rogue and it's <laughs> up to the team to put oh, man. oh man someone tweeted a pretty good joke that uh, <laughs> that all these people weren't betraying each other when Obama was president <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my god I, and it looks like they have to team up with the transporter the real one and <laughs> well, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to work, because how are they going to team up with the guy who killed Hong? I don't know, man. But the idea of a Dominic Toretto heel turn is just um, <laughs> awesome. The only thing that would have been would have been perfect is if he, like, RKO'd Levy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did the pose. <laughs> Oh my god! But it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, time for movies. Like May, we get Guardians. July, we got Spider Man. November, Thor, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna have Wonder Woman, which I'm really hoping isn't bad. But previous experience with DC movies <laughs> has me concerned, Joe. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh my goodness! How you been? I'm uh, pretty sure you asked me, but pretty pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, some, the... Something could have happened in the last fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see we we got through the black friday madness at work um and it's see i'm trying to figure out out uh which one of us i'd rather be right as far as working retail because over at your place you're busy all the time right so uh yeah basically so you have shit to do now cricket <laughs> wireless it's deader than fuck <laughs> <laughs> Like, most of the day is me sitting on my ass waiting for somebody to come in, and when they do, they probably speak Spanish, and they're not going to work with me. So. <laughs> or ask, hey, is the bathroom in here? No. <laughs> oh, and plus, uh, no, we don't have a, 
have a bathroom at all. But, uh, well, we do, but it's for employees only. But anyway, <laughs> a, uh, also, I'm a key holder now, which means I got to deal with something that I normally didn't get to have to deal with as a non-key holder, and that's uh, arrogant as all get-out employees wanting to leave work early. <laughs> It's like, instead, I'm just going to go. I'm like, you have two hours on your shift, bro. <laughs> I'm going to leave anyway. It's like, okay, yeah, that's not going to be a pain in the ass for you later. Yep, I'm with that. Um, yeah. uh, by the way, have you seen Rogue One finishing up on the movies? Uh, no. It came out today. It, I probably won't watch it for a while. Well, you know that. When, when it comes out today, it usually means it comes out day before remember. <laughs> remember when they did midnight showings at midnight <laughs> right like i actually had a talk with somebody at my movie theater and like oh man that's way too late we start at seven i'm like okay then technically <laughs> that's you understand why you did it at midnight right just so you could <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right oh man anyway folks we've got a blockbuster show we have two events to go through lots and lots of news me and Joe played some video games. Man, and all this time I had time to play a lot of fucking video games. Oh, man. And uh, we appreciate your sacrifice there. Plus, we actually have <laughs> a mailbag, too. So, folks, going to go a little out of order. We're going to go go through those conferences first, and then we'll wrap up afterwards with news, then go into talking about games and so forth. So, without any further ado, ado Joe, let's start with the TGAs. Is that, wait, is that is it TGAs? No one's ever, no one's ever once called them that. But okay, yeah, yes, they did. They called it at the show. <laughs> Not one time have I heard a human being say that out loud. Yeah, uh, well, they, they said it at the show. TGAs, the Game Awards. <laughs> And for those of you who may not quite get what I'm talking about, because uh, I, I have some nitpicks about this whole thing. This is the Jeff Keighley joint. Uh, the Game Awards. Previously, the VGXs. Previously, the VGAs. Previously, the Video Game Awards. It's like, pick a name, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Freaking A. Like, I understand why you distanced yourself from VGXs, but VGAs, I thought that was fine there. Yeah. The, this year wasn't, wasn't bad. Uh, odd, but Joe, I mean... I mean, it was, I mean, there were still some moments that were fucking embarrassing as shit, but... Oh, God. <laughs> but, man, no. not the worst not, not the worst two and a half hours. It had some moments. It had some, like, had some actual really heartfelt moments in this one, surprisingly. But at the same time, it was, it was loaded with, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess I'll get that out of the way, is that, um, <clears throat> obviously, being a, a corporate show where it's, like, the, oh. the, the, that's called the Game Awards, but that's not the actual point of the show, is it? No. <laughs> like, no, it's to get a bunch of trailers out in front of people and to and to make money. Uh, and and as such, the, the show I imagine was was largely sponsored by Chick Hydro. Oh, Chick Hydro. They they had they had. Hey, Chick I mean, not, Mom. <laughs> I mean, not only did they have this fucking mascot there, a fucking a, a human man dressed as a fucking razor blade, <laughs> a disposable razor. Uh, not only that, but they had multiple segments of the show fucking uh, dedicated to to dumb like ninety second skit. Um, oh my god! That's... Which which was that all one... the more hilarious one <laughs> when Jeff Keighley was like kind of like apologizing for why all this like oh we know it's the game awards uh, we unfortunately we don't have time to show all the awards but we got <laughs> <laughs> but we got five total minutes to dedicate to Shake Hydro and Shake Hydro Man. Oh my god! That's like okay. oh my god. I'm sure you'll you'll like bring those up, but like that's the thing that would get me. First, they would talk a little bit about Schlick. Then it would go into this 
dumb video game fight scene, which looked like a guy in his college dorm made it. Mm-hmm. And they would show it in its entirety every single time. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, it would cut and would go to this, this freaking dude dressed up as Schick Man. <laughs> And he was talking to this Swedish dude. Oh and they would have, like, this conversation with each other. Well, one would. Uh, Schickman can't fucking talk. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. It felt like one of those those uh, embarrassing moments where, one, I was thinking, okay, do they think this is working? <laughs> the answer is no, of course. No, no. But no, I... <laughs> Hydro, but Schick put in the money, so the fucking goddammit, let's trudge along. Oh, God. Uh, did you see the the countdown show at all for this sh- for this show no i i only had enough time to get because this this happened uh at 7 p.m uh central so like or 7 30 i guess more accurately and i got off work at 7 so mm. i got off work came straight home and yeah like it was just starting up as i turned on the tv so. well i i will mention one thing before you get into it uh it it was very. It, it featured Jeff Keeley and the nerd who was doing all the VR stuff backstage. Right, some fucking nerd. <laughs> I don't know. Who that That's man was. the best way I could. Like every time I, I I saw him on TV, I was begging him to get off. It was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching the show and remind. I, I know I've made this complaint every VGA, but you know I'm going to do it one more time. It really made me happy with our show, Joe. Our end of the year show. Do you know why? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you why. Because unlike Jeff Keighley, we have the decency to wait till the end of 2016 to do the 2016 awards. (laughs) It's like... like, Because real quick, uh, Final Fantasy XV, Last Guardian, and... Basically, anything else that came out in December or the tail end of November uh, didn't make the cut. So they're actually going to have to <laughs> wait till 2017, even though they came out in 2000. It was kind of I, – I, I sort of saw it as a finger, as a middle finger there, mm-hmm. especially since you know I've been playing quite a bit of Final Fantasy XV. More on that later. And <laughs> he also brought up how they chose the awards because as it is now, it's essentially Jeff Keighley and his friends, which include – Places like IGN, GameStop, even kind of funny games, mm-hmm. games uh, where they all vote on like each one of the subjects, and then their votes are tabulated, and the votes go go towards picking uh, somebody from from each one. So I guess it's cool to actually have some set of rules, but even still, uh, I question some of these picks. But more on that in a second. Anyway, Joe, take it away. All right, so um, I figure. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the actual Game Awards show. Let's get the awards out of the way so we can talk about the announcement. <laughs> um, I mean, the show opened with uh, with last year's award, actually, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember from last year, the 2015 show, but um, but Hideo Kojima got basically the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, I forget what they call it uh, on the show. Um, well, well, no, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five won Best Action Game, if I recall. Well, no, he got an award himself as just kind of for being just for his general contribution to to the industry at large. Well, uh, and and I don't think so because I, I think it was like in regards to Metal Gear Solid Five winning, and then that that's when Jeff Keighley was like, but Konami decided to be dickheads <laughs> and not allow him to come to the building. <laughs> And he even brings up during the speech that he tried to give him that award personally, but even 
<laughs> this was kind of funny. But even Hideo was like, nah, I'm good, dude. dude. <laughs> uh, keep that paperweight. <laughs> which really speaks to the prestige of the award. Oh. Uh, but anyway, if... it's a, but he's given it an award. Um, I did hear that he wanted Shick Man to give it to him. <laughs> well, if you've got Shig Man here, then we could say no. <laughs> uh, all kidding aside, I, even though there were moments where I'm looking at Keeley's face and it looked like he was like, you're taking this award this time, motherfucker. Uh, it was a pretty passionate speech about wanting to give it to him. Like, he gives, <laughs> like, oh, if you see this, like, watch it in its entirety, at least this one moment. Because he's talking about how he, how uh, Hideo overcame all this garbage, how he thought he lost everything, but then he realized in the year that followed that no, he still has everything and more, and it's you know it's time to recognize. Like he's giving a really passionate speech about this, and I uh, even I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, all right, Jeff. And he's <laughs> but like, it was funny because frankly. I think he cared more about it than fucking Kadeo did. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I well, get there, my friend, but kind of cool it, yeah? <laughs> well, Fuck. part of me is wondering, like, how much of the speech is Hideo understanding? <laughs> but Hideo comes up, and after Keeley gives this impassionate speech about how he's his best friend, and, uh, and Hideo comes up on stage and gives him a very awkward side hug. Like, <laughs> like not, even a, a... not even a full hug. It's just like, yeah, it's like a divorcee hug. Like, hey, man, how's it been? All right. It's your turn uh, to cr- take the kids now. It's... Uh, and that Christian side hug. <laughs> <laughs> Zarek, all right. Will you stop calling me now? Thank you. Here. Oh, man. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I'm sure they're, they're terrific <laughs> friends at this point. But it's like, yeah. man, Jeff. Jeff clearly cares a little bit more about this than uh, than Hideo does, because the way he was talking was like, it's like yeah, Hideo. I mean, Konami really did you know shit the bed and like really treated him like shit, yeah. Oh, but they, but but Jeff is talking like they fucking burned his house down with his family still inside. It's like the dude is still a successful millionaire fucking developer who's got nothing but prospects. You know, he'll be fine. It's okay. Relax. <laughs> and, and there there has to be something more more to the than what I saw at the side hug cuz uh little spoiler at PSX they did a uh Death Stranding panel and Jeff Keighley was actually the head moderator for it so. Mm-hmm. Okay. But <laughs> uh I, I do get, I do, I, I did still th- feel it was kind of a fun moment because, you know, oh, yeah. Konami was still, is a bunch of assholes. And I'm not, <laughs> let's not, <laughs> let's not get that twisted. And, you know, thankfully Hideo was able to not only land on his feet, like I, there was really no way he couldn't like, right. like, yeah, no shit. PlayStation was like, yeah, man, whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you need an engine. All right. Yeah. Gorilla. Give him one. All right. <laughs> Where's where's here? Mark, Mark. <laughs> you want to make knack three? You can make knack three. How about that? <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh my! Oh, imagine knack if uh, Hideo. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man! But I, I'm sorry, I'm taking a lot. So you, you, you liked it? Uh, I, I thought it was the best way they could have kicked off the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. So what happened after? Well. I'll I'll leave the the death stranding part of the show to, to your part of the show, but oh. uh, I mean besides it, like I said, I want to run down these awards and get them out of the way. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, like I said, um, let's see here. I'm I'm looking at this list here. 
Um, I'm just going from the bottom up here. The best esports game of the year was Overwatch. Welcome. Uh, best esports team, Cloud9. Don't know who they are. Uh, best esports player. I don't know. I'm going to skip these esports ones. <laughs> Didn't they pretty much skip these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Best fan creation. Interesting, though, here is that uh, I didn't realize there was a couple of mods uh, that that were in the in the uh, in the running, but there were also a couple of other games that were just removed from nomination uh, because they were basically fan games created based off of Nintendo properties. Yeah, didn't uh, Pokemon Uranium get taken out off the ballot? <laughs> yeah, that and um, and some Metroid game. I forget what what that one was called. Mm. Um, but but yeah, they were both removed uh, presumably because Nintendo was heavily involved with the Game Awards show. Uh, and they had those both, both of those games, uh, uh, you know, removed from the internet, basically. So, yeah, not a surprise to see those. But interestingly, they didn't actually announce a winner for that. Like, you can't even see a winner's list online. <laughs> so it's like, okay, good to know you guys gave a damn enough about that. Jesus, man. <laughs> uh, the Boogie 2988 was your trending gamer. Uh, Again, like, I'm not going to take that award seriously until PewDiePie wins it. Like, Definitely <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely an award for us. Uh, oh, by the way, were you? Was I the only one who laughed uh, when I saw Angry Joe as a nominee? It's like, yeah, he's not winning that. <laughs> not with Jeff Keighley running it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Most anticipated game was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, uh, beating out God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect, Andromeda, and Red Dead Redemption Two. <sighs> I don't agree with it, but I can I can see that winning. Hey man, that that's a fan voted category. So there you go. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> uh, best multiplayer went to Overwatch again. Uh, best sports slash racing game. I like that they combine those two because it makes no sense to do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but Forza Horizon Three was was the winner in that category. Best family game, Pokemon Go, beating out Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Dragon Quest Builders, Ratchet and Clank, and Skylanders: Imaginators. Uh, yeah, that one's a little crazy. I don't know about that. It also not to like jump ahead, but didn't it win best mobile game too? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yes. That. I, okay. I can understand because it was it as much as they shit the bed at launch and arguably continue to do so now. It was a phenomenon. I don't know if it's quite the same deal as it used to be, but uh, you know that everyone was doing it for the longest time. You know, I, I guess it deserves some recognition. But I think it's picked up some steam. I think it's oh, like really? it seems like it seems like it's uh, it's evened out to the point where it's like all right, people are happy to play the game now. Uh, you know, they added Generation Two Pokemon to it and all that. So uh, yeah, it seems to be going just fine. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's better than these other games, but there you go. It's probably not. But it's like. <laughs> Nintendo games get a pass just simply for being. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Oh, please. When I started get losing interest in the game, oh man, people jumped on my jumped on my back. So it's like, okay, real people don't need uh, tracking to find Pokemon. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you have fun walking around the wilderness, buddy. <laughs> oh man. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what what else? What else won? Let's see. Uh, Civilization VI was the best strategy game. Uh, okay. Yeah, I could probably I could do that. Yeah. I haven't played it, but I'm Me sure. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> like I love Civ Five and Civ Four. Played those games to death. Oh yeah, I played those too. And you know, if that had just approves upon it, then yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Um, Don't mess with Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> Warmongering. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the biggest, ridic- the most ridiculous game. 
to win an award here with Street Fighter V getting best fighting game. Uh, a game that no one is happy with, but okay. But Okay, here's the thing, though. Because I had a similar reaction, especially for the launch. Like, right now, I, I, would, I would say the game's pretty good. Like, it's what it should have been at launch. But at the same time, tell me what other fighting games came out last year. Uh, let's see, we've got Pocket Tournament. King of Fighters 14 and Killer Instinct Season 3. Yeah, I would, like, I would still give it to Street Fighter. <laughs> no, like, those are all games that people were happy with, as opposed to, like, Street Fighter 5. What, for, like, for months, it's like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> it's like, they let's launch without a single-player campaign. <laughs> <laughs> like, the worst thing you could say about King of Fighters 14 is like, eh, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> but other than that, it's like, it's it's a solid-ass game. Pocket Tournament's a lot of fun. People still love that Killer Instinct game on Xbox One, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. The only way I could, like, unless this is one of those questions, this is definitely a questionable thing, but the only thing I think of is some P A, some people may have just voted for Street Fighter V because it was Street Fighter V, even if they didn't didn't necessarily play it. Or B, maybe they're judging by how it is now as opposed to just simply at launch. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but yeah, I was with you. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, wait, what else came out? <laughs> oh, maybe this is the worst. Maybe this is the biggest travesty, I think. Best RPG going to some DLC, Malcolm. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine. Uh, okay, what what was it up against? Just for, It was for... up against Dark Souls 3. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Deus Ex Mankind Divided, a game oh, that I love. Uh, World of Warcraft Legion. And Xenoblade Chronicles X. Okay, yep, that I agree with you. <laughs> oh, fucking rages. Okay. Dark, I would put up an argument for Dark Souls. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, we've uh, we've praised the DLC for Witcher. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great DLC. But it's <laughs> DLC for fuck's sake. Yeah, what the fuck? It's a twenty dollars expansion. <laughs> it's that's not right. <laughs> oh my god! Well, at least this so good. At least we're done with the Witcher now. Like, <laughs> uh, well, until that Gwent game comes out. Oh god, hey, that'll win best RPG as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Look at, as I recap this list, I'm not agreeing with a lot of this. Best action adventure game went to Dishonored 2. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Beating out Hitman, Hyper Light Drifter, Ratchet Unch and Clank, Uncharted 4. Yeah, I thought, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, Uncharted's got this. Like, I mean, even Hitman is better than Hitman. I mean, <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> Here's a secret that no one seems to realize. This honor's not very good. No, it's not. I <laughs> People love that game, and it sucks. I hate it so much. Over Uncharted 4, really? <laughs> and it's so much fun. I, I bought that when it was on sale uh, during, like, the Black Friday period. Um, mm. and, and Best Buy had, like, the mildest, the most mild fucking sale on, like, fucking PSN cards. It's, like, 5% off. So it's like, ooh, 20 bucks for 19. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I combined those. Uh, to get Hitman the whole season for like 26 bucks or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. And uh, like I played the prologue chapter and, and a little bit of the first, like, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, it's really cool. Oh, just to go back to Deus Ex, which is a game I'm co I'm constantly teetering over getting. It, it's got on sale so many times, like the last month and a half. Yeah, I believe it as we speak, it's on sale for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, like, get that. Get out of that! What are you doing? Dude, I'm about to get hit with a $5,000 hospital bill, for Christ's uh, sake. Oh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> excuses, excuses. But do you realize how many games come out next month? A lot. Yeah, I know. It's, 
So I let's see, Gravity Rush. I'm pretty sure it comes out. Uh, Yakuza Zero comes out then, and uh, doesn't Horizon come out or is that later? February. I think. Oh, Resident Evil Seven. That one comes out as well. Shit. What's that? Didn't realize I was that soon. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a hard beat away. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to get. Uh, all right, all right. So yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> Fuck Dishonored too. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you like that I... game folks it's cool but we, we, we're not fans okay <laughs> <laughs> I think that your opinion is incorrect <laughs> and you shouldn't be allowed to make decisions yourself anymore. I would love that to be a shirt <laughs> your opinion is incorrect <laughs> that's not how fucking opinions work <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be allowed to handle money uh, anyway best action game uh, I feel like any of these could have uh, these all had legit claim I think yeah, uh, I would have personally gone with Uncharted, but yeah. Well, no, best action game, not action oh. event. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so Battlefield 1, uh, Doom, Gears of War 4, Overwatch, and Titanfall 2 were the nominees. Doom winning uh, the award. I think that uh, for action, yeah, I would give it to Doom. Yeah, that's probably what I'd lean towards as well. But like I said, all those games are really good. Yeah, that that was one of the best shooters I've played in recent memory. Just like <laughs> running around, shooting, ju- uh, like, oh my god, it's just it quite, very action-packed. So yeah, I, <laughs> I concur. It's the best VR game, a, a category I have no basis in. <laughs> I have no horse in this race. Uh, but Res Infinite won over Batman Arkham VR, Eve Valkyrie, Job Simulator, and Thumper. Uh, I Eve- watched a playthrough of Batman VR. The direction it goes in I thought was pretty good, but yeah, the thing is with the VR games, they're probably like an hour or two hours long yeah <laughs> let's see you already said the pokemon go won best mobile game uh i don't yeah i mean i'm looking at these nominees i i don't see how it beat i mean i guess it like i can see it beating clash royale but like fire emblem fate monster hunter generations and severed which was uh drink boxes game on vita it's like man those are all really good games <laughs> okay then uh let's see best independent game was inside which I definitely agree with, I guess. Uh, beating out Stardew Valley, The Witness, Firewatch, and Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, uh, I, could, I, could, I could agree with that, too. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't play Firewatch as much as I wanted to. Uh, uh, tr- inside was better. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, the thing is, here's the pisser about Firewatch. I can't talk about it without spoiling it. It's like, right, yeah, it's like two hours anyway, right? Yeah, it's like impossible. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Like Stardew Valley, I've heard a lot of really, really good things about, and that just came out on PS4 this week, but on, uh, but on PC for a few for a few months now. I hear that game's like really fucking good. Yeah, it's basically uh, ins- heavily inspired by Harvest Moon from what I understand. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to check that out soon enough. Hmm. Um, let's see. Games for Impact, which are basically... Uh, I guess games that make you feel feelings. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I I do want to talk about this one, yeah. Right, yeah. The one game that could have won it realistically is the one that did. Uh, that Dragon Cancer beating out a bunch of games that I've actually never heard of before. This uh, <laughs> that Dragon Cancer is actually the only one I had heard of before. Oh my, um, oh my god! And if you see one thing, I'll take back what I said earlier about about uh, Kojima, but that was still a really good moment. But watching the head developer who oh my his speech was just so te- heartbreaking yeah i mean for those who don't know uh, that dragon cancer is a game 
um, designed by by this man who, whose child, his actual child, died of, of uh, pediatric cancer. I'm not sure what kind of cancer, but not the good kind, I guess. Uh, no, there is a good kind, but um, yeah, his son passed from cancer, and he created this game kind of in his memory, um, just so that people can kind of see, hey, I, I, I like, I, I would love to kind of like celebrate my son's life and, and share this with you guys. And it's, it's obviously very sad, and it's a game that you'd rather not have to exist, but it does, and it's very beautiful. It's really sad, really fucking sad that the idea mourning a child is 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 the worst possible thing. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, like that's the kind of thing you wouldn't wish on anybody whatsoever. Um, and yeah, so I mean, this 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 man went up, you know, he made this game and went up to accept this award, which is like one of the, like honestly one of the bravest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, and you you could see him like he was literally falling to pieces as he was doing it. And he was just trying his best to read through everything. It was a very passionate and heartfelt speech, and you know, it's I think it's definitely one of the best moments out of, out of this entire award show. Right. But, yeah, poor guy. Uh, moving on. Uh, we'll, well, anyway, Nolan Norris won this performance. Uh, oh, and uh, he laid the smack down on people on, on that freaking uh, actor's strike that's going on right now. Yeah, great. Good job, Nolan, fucking burning that bridge. <laughs> Real nice of him. Uh, yeah, like he's going to have trouble finding work i mean <laughs> he'll be fine if he's going around fucking kissing up the fucking developers but it's like come on man <laughs> it's like not everyone has your fucking pull <laughs> people, like people will have a right to demand mm. he's okay um for the work that they do um not everyone's gold not everyone or troy baker who troy baker <laughs> <laughs> like i mean that's the thing it's like people are like oh like the developers don't get that guarantee either it's like yeah that sucks too maybe everyone should maybe everyone in video games should be paid more mm. like let's let's pay all these people more money it's like well the developers don't make more money it's like yeah i know we should pay them too <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> ea and fucking ubisoft and all these fucking multi-billion dollar corporations oh, fuck <laughs> now, Grant, like, i'm not entirely in the know as far as this whole thing goes i don't know exactly you know what, what exactly the right the voice actors are asking for or if it's even unreasonable or completely reasonable well they want more they want royalties based on the game sales is, is what it boils down to like if like um like there have been different like stories over the past few years that i've seen kind of that kind of like bring this kind of issue up like i don't know if you remember the story from uh, a couple years ago but the voice actor who played john marston in red dead redemption i don't know if you know this malcolm but that's literally the only game he's ever done voice acting for um, and he didn't really care for it, so he's like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> but like that guy was paid like a pittance uh, for this game that sold like millions and millions of fucking copies. That would like in any other industry, like say if he was like an actor in a movie, like he would have he could have fucking built a fortune on that shit. But like as it is, like oh, you know, you make a few thousand bucks or whatever the fuck it is, and that's that. Uh, the same thing happened with the voice actor for Nico. I, I guess maybe it's just Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just Rockstar. Uh, Rockstar is terrible to work for. That's. (laughs) But like uh, the voice actor for Nico in GTA 4 was very public about how unhappy he was about like how he was paid basically after the release of the game. He's like, man, I didn't make shit on this. (laughs) This game sold so much fucking like sold so many copies. Like, yeah, it's like. Sam Jackson did well for himself afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he did fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, so when you say it like that, I get that makes sense. I didn't know. Wow, he uh, the John, poor John Marston. He his life sucked both in and out of the game. Like, 
<laughs> oh man, oh there, I forget who, I forget where where I read it. This was a while ago, but like, yeah, they they had like a great interview with him like a couple years after the game came out. Uh, I forget who had it, but like it was really fascinating. It's like, man, this guy just came out of nowhere, put down one of like like the most seminal fucking voice acting performances, and just said, "All right, it's time to dip out. See ya." Wait, what? Where are you going, John? Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Come back! He needs you. You know what would have been be- even better if he rode off in the sunset and a horse dead on he him. He might have. I think he does live somewhere in the in like the middle of nowhere. Some child calling for him and he never turns back. Oh man, yeah, I'll link you to it to that story if I can find it after the show. All right, right on. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, best music slash sound design went to Doom, uh, beating out Inside, Res Infinite, Thumper, and Battlefield One. Uh, I, I would agree with that. It had a pretty surprisingly kick-ass soundtrack. It had a kick-ass soundtrack. I love blasting that shit at work, like when I, like at six a.m. Mm. It's really good. I love that soundtrack. Um, let's see. Best art direction went to Inside, beating out let's see, Abzu, Firewatch, Overwatch, a lot of watching, um, and Uncharted Four. Abzu and and Uncharted. I would kind of, I would, <laughs> I, I would probably give that over. Who was it who won again? Inside. Inside. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that game was great, but like, well, I mean, I don't know. The art direction was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like, if you're going with an artsy way of looking at it, I think personally, Abzu beats it. If you're going by graphically, a graphical art design, then I think Uncharted beats it. But yeah, eh, but well, well, whatever. I mean, Inside was good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best narrative, Uncharted Four did win that award. Uh, for best narrative, beating out Oxen Free, uh, Inside, Firewatch, and Mafia Three. Oh, by the way, uh, I did pick up Oxen Free on the Firewatch thing, and my wife loves it. It's a, a it's actually a really good take on kind of a, a horror type atmosphere. It's actually really good. Okay, I don't know anything about that game. <laughs> oh, it's essentially you you control like a group of characters and they're exploring they basically meet up on this island and there's something on the island that's like hunt, that's hunting you guys and you make tr- there's a lot of choice and decisions both conversational and in action and depending on what you what you decide some people may or may not make it let's just huh. say. so yeah it's yeah it's actually it was pretty surprising cuz i heard a little bit about it uh, when it was on Microsoft, I believe it was a Microsoft exclusive for a long time, and then recently it came to PS4, and that's when I snatched it up. Mm. I grabbed that and Abzu at the same time. What do you think of Abzu? I've never played that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to sit down and play because, like, literally, I bought it, had a seizure. Well, all right, <laughs> but uh, it, it's like the it's the underwater one, which I've heard and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So. <laughs> The underwater. It's been a few of those, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, like uh, Insomniac has what Song of the Deep or whatever. Song of the Deep. Wasn't there one? I think it was called Abyss or something like that. Or yeah, I think so. Not based on the TNA wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know he was supposed to wrestle the Undertaker. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. Best game direction, which is basically best studio, I guess. Judging by this, uh, Blizzard beat out uh, Dice. It's software, Naughty Dog, and Respawn uh, for their work on Overwatch, which preceded their Game of the Year win for Overwatch, uh, beating out Inside, Doom, Titanfall 2, and Uncharted. I was kind of, okay, to be fair, I'll admit I haven't played it, but I was kind of shocked by how dominant, especially listening to you read off the awards, but how dominant Overwatch was. Yeah, I there were a couple of these uh, categories that I didn't expect it to win, especially game of the year. Yeah, I I don't know if I can agree with that. 
Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Like I I mean I guess yeah, best multiplayer is like sure I can I can see that for sure. Um but mm. like I mean I don't know, game of the year is like, yeah, that's a little much and like I mean, granted I haven't played as much like I've only played it like during that one free weekend a few months ago. Um and I really liked what I played, was like, man, this I mean, I don't know about game of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a bit of like, a especially stretch. against the likes of Inside and Uncharted Four, or Doom even. Mm, yeah. I, I didn't quite believe it. <laughs> to put it I like that. <laughs> uh, what, what would you have given it to, just out of curiosity? Um, you know, I don't know. I've, I've actually been thinking about it as I've been compiling uh, my list of games that I've played this year. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't have a really super strong game of the year. Uh, I can think of, like, I mean, Uncharted 4 is probably the, the front runner, but, like, I think by the time we do our, by, by the end of our uh, game of the year, uh, show like i i feel like i could be swayed out of that fairly easily mm. like it might have been inside for me either that or uncharted i would have given it to uncharted i, I really really like that one uh all right so um that's pretty much the awards uh do you want to go through uh what what trailers got announced uh yeah i'd love to do that um again like we said that's trending i guess we'll talk about in yours because the only thing they changed was the music underneath the, the trailer basically the same trailer yeah, well, it wasn't in the main conference proper. It was actually, like, in a panel. Like, a bunch of the games had their own freaking panel. And uh, basically, the you know, the, the Kojima, of course, is teasing, like, oh, all this new shit is going to be announced. <laughs> and all he did was just, like, change the soundtrack. Of the... <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. Fucking A, Kojima. But anyway. <laughs> um... so, so, top of the show, pretty much. Uh, they just got this shit out of the way, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Kojima takes his award. And everyone has to do one more thing now. <laughs> Gotta have the one more thing. Gotta. Fuck me, that poor guy from Apple, man. Just let his legacy stay. Wow. <laughs> Don't even remember his name anymore. How about him? Oh, God. <laughs> that poor guy from Apple. Steve who Jobs. Built, who built the entire the company. He only has like ahead. three goddamn movies dedicated to him. <laughs> <laughs> just the two by the way the one with aston kutcher easily my favorite just because of how oh the sheer overperformance that ashton kutcher gives. ashton kutcher please take me seriously no ashton no sorry hey he 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 banged demi Moore for the longest time and no one can take that away from him that's true i had the most massive crush on demi Moore when i was a kid uh, <laughs> now he's with mila kunis so go him i guess <laughs> But uh, anyway, we we saw the trailer and number one, Joe. Who do we see right at the be- uh, right at the start? Here's a hint: <laughs> a man- it's not Paul Bearer, <laughs> a man I misidentified as the incorrect Del Toro. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, I think Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo right? yeah, oh, you're making fun of me for forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called him fucking mini seal again. But and hey, who called it, my friend? Uh, everybody. No. Yeah, and you denied it. I said like. <laughs> I said, like, as soon as this deal with Sony came, went through, I, I even said to you, like, wouldn't it be cool if uh, he just made the stupid game that he was going to make with uh, Redis and uh, freaking Guillermo, Guillermo de Toro? I mean, they could change enough of it and just, like, get rid of the name Silent Hills and Bob's your uncle. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're making that game, but so, they're. I'm, I'm guessing they came up with something else together. Okay. I think they were so excited about the prospect of working with each other that they're like, you know what, let's just fucking think of something else. It's like, I, I don't know if it's entirely new. There's no way they got this far just on a brand spanking new idea. Well, but, I mean, we've we've got the what the 
two trailers, one of which is just a naked Norman Reedus holding a baby. We got naked Norman Reedus. Uh, apparently, the the thought there's already thought behind like the enemies, the the black goo. Uh, just just to go through the trailer, we see here we see Paul. Ber- I mean uh, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> just waddling through like this black goo and uh he's holding inert i mean he's holding this contraption <laughs> may as well be pulled bear um i'll go into some of the interesting things especially compared to the first one but anyway he flips a switch and uh all of a sudden there's a baby inside the okay it's not an urn but it's like sort of like a little <laughs> vessel to, it's a little little chamber thing like a know. little little womb chamber thing you know it sort of looks like uh, the head of a big daddy except uh cylindrical <laughs> <laughs> and uh then he goes into this pipe or this like yeah it's like an open pipe. sewer sewer thank you he goes into it and then we see these army dudes like full on and like number one most of the army dudes are very much dead and skeletal yeah <laughs> And then one of them who has like a visor, who is not the guy from Splinter Cell, <laughs> he takes it off, Joe, and it's Hannibal. Fucking Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson, who has been really making the rounds as of late in movies. He really has, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that guy, but like, I only knew him from Hannibal and a couple of other things, and suddenly he's in everything. It's like, okay. It's like he was in Rogue One. He was in Doctor Strange recently, of course, as the main bad guy. Uh, he was in Casino Royale as uh, one of my favorite Bond movies as the uh, bad guy. <laughs> the only one I've seen beginning then. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. it's He's he's all over the place now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Hannibal's really good. Yeah. And we would later find out from, that apparently uh, Mads is playing the main antagonist to Norman Reedus, who is the good guy. <laughs> and uh, trailer ends, Mad Nicholson points forward and uh his group starts sweeping the sewer and as he's searching around we see this uh ugly baby doll all float to his body and he grins and that ugly baby doll was also hovering around uh guillermo de toro right now an interesting thing if you play the two tra somebody actually played the two trailers side by side and around the moment if you remember the first one it's uh you see norman reedus wake up he's butt naked of course you know <laughs> something for the ladies and <laughs> and he finds the baby and he clutches it and he starts crying now if you play both of the trailers side by side around the point that guillermo de toro hits the switch on uh, the Big Daddy sarcophagus. That's the exact moment when the baby disappears from Norman Reedus, and then suddenly it's in the pod. So it's interesting. And, like, even Kojima was asked about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's actually going to be quite a few hints and whatnot throughout the thing. So uh, another thing to point out from the trailer, now the whole thing is called Death Stranding, or which focuses on these strands of you know, life. Like, if you go back and watch uh, the footage where you see Mad Nicholson comes out, or Mad Nicholson, excuse me, appear, like, if you look around from his body to the soldiers' bodies, there are black strands that are connecting them all. Also, much like if you go back to the Norman Reedus one, there was, like, strands from like these obelisks that were floating in the air to the ground so it's like something's going on there so. uh joe are you pumped for this game <laughs> i am I'm, I'm pumped in that i know that hideo kojima's got some fucking crazy ass ideas that he wants to get out of his head <laughs> and they're gonna be largely incoherent and hard to follow unless you fucking do like 30 hours of 
of research mm-hmm. after the fact, but I'm excited to play it. Yeah, see, see, that's the thing that I'm completely 100% with you. Like, <laughs> you're excited because it's Hideo Kojima. You know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. But I'll be f- perfectly frank with you, Joe. Watching this trailer, I had no idea what the fuck I was watching. <laughs> no, sir. I don't know what anyone's motivation was, what they were trying to accomplish, or why. But, yes, whatever. Just give me whatever you want, Hideo. It's fine. I mean, it, it was bad enough. You know, Hideo was bad enough. enough under konami where he was like sort of filtered now he's on full i'm a full 100 percent fucking artist and no one is holding me back anymore <laughs> and playstation they're like yeah man whatever you need to do <laughs> just have fun <laughs> get all your friends over and have a blast so it's got it's pretty interesting as you know he's got a pretty star-studded cast already yeah i'd say so yeah so I'm like I said. I'm looking like you said. I'm looking forward to it. It's Kojima. It's <laughs> going to be good. And from the sounds of it, as we would find out from the panel, uh, he's. You, I made the joke about it earlier, but he's essentially using Gorilla's Decima system, which is the same system they're using to make uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So, oh yeah, yeah, same engine. Yeah. So it's going to look good. <laughs> yeah, I say so. It'll win best art design next year, <laughs> or excuse me, in five years when it comes out. <laughs> right. All right. What was the next trailer we saw? Uh, let's see. Next trailer I have here is one that I was looking forward to probably the most. Was we finally got some gameplay footage of Mass Effect Andromeda, a game that's presumably out in a few months. It looks good. My God, it looks real good. Um, yeah. I mean, some people were like, "Yeah, it looks kind of like a lot of the same." It's like. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, the gameplay is pretty similar, but it's like, you know what? I like that gameplay a lot. (laughs) And it's been, by the time this is out, it'll be at least four years since the last one. So, you know what? I'm ready for some more of that. Yeah, I I liked it. From what I can tell from the trailer, the story now is you're essentially trying to find Earth 2. Yeah, uh, not not DC's Earth 2. But another planet for humanity to inhabit after... uh, uh, after the events of Mass Effect 3. Um, but yeah, you you play one of two siblings, either the brother or the sister, mm-hmm. and you're the Pathfinder, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, you're part explorer, part soldier, part, you know, just general badass. Uh, and you're just kind of trying to, you know, not just humanity, but like other species from from uh, from the Milky Way galaxy are also leaving Milky Way. Uh, you know, you probably, you've got the, uh, what are they called? God damn it. See, I can't remember what they're called all of a sudden. But all these species, they're, they're, it's all like, it's basically a big coalition to get the fuck out of the Milky Way galaxy and get it over to the Andromeda system. Just um, a guy pointing with his thumb backwards, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck on out. <laughs> uh, this ain't any good anymore. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's a game I'm really excited to fucking play. It, it was really, like, the game just looks incredibly beautiful. Like, this is going to be probably one of the staple games that you'll want to show off on the Pro. Yeah, this will, this will probably be the game that I finally upgrade to a Pro for. Mm. And, and we see footage, we get to see all the creatures that we, or the alien races that we've come to know and love from the first uh, trilogy. And uh, we then proceed to watch the the new main character proceed to be terrible negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> she almost gets into a firefight with this group that she's trying to negotiate with. Um, one thing I will say that 
to me, kind of annoyed. Um, did you see the uh, panel that they did afterwards for uh, Andromeda? I uh, know. All right. One of the questions they were asked was essentially, now, there was a lot of controversy with the ending. <laughs> um, so how are you going to handle that going forward? And this long story short, or they're like, you know, going through everything, you know, what, what we learned from it is essentially we see the mistake in doing a trilogy. So from going forward, all of our games are going to be one-offs. I don't know if I believe all that. That well, that, that's what he said. I'll, I'll see if I, can... <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I understand what he means because it's like, yeah, you kind of do put yourself into a corner when you're like, when you announce a game not just as a game, but what they do with Mass Effect, like it's going to be a whole trilogy. It's like, oh well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to kind of pivot, you know, from game to game uh, when you fucking do it that way. Um, so I, I understand the sentiment in that regard, but it's like I'm pretty sure they've got at least a general idea of where they want to go after after this game. I mean, I hope so. I mean, if that's the answer that they're going with, that's fucking lame. I mean, I've seen trilogies. I've even seen like quintilogies done where the payoff was just fine. So it's it's like the the answer is like what we've learned is we're not going to try anymore. I was like, oh come on, man. <laughs> Like, well, no, I, I'm sure, like, uh, like I'm, like they're building this game, I think, or at least from what I gather, they're building this game to kind of, even though it's a sequel to the to the original trilogy, like they're building it so you know anyone anybody can just jump in and start with this. Mm. Um, I don't know, like I, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll build on this. I don't think they'll just be doing one offs. I hear for Andromeda for the ending to the original trilogy, they're just going to recreate that scene with uh, the Rock and Sam Jackson from the other guys. <laughs> it's like I don't even know what they were jumping at. There was no awning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh, regardless i'm i'm very stoked for it like i i wasn't even that huge into the original trilogy to begin you've with. never played it. i've never played it well, you, I, you own that trilogy don't you i might i know i at least had the you first totally do. i know you do you have didn't you buy it when i go that was like nine dollars for the three games yeah i tried i i did try playing the first one and then uh, like i i I don't know if i just grew disinterested or if like other shit came out but you know i just eventually stopped (laughs) but (laughs) again again the the first one is sort of you know it's the first one it doesn't have as quite the action as the second and third one so Uh, i i'm i'm really hoping that i enjoy it this one a lot better. I mean, it looks like I said, it looks gorgeous. I like the action. The, we got to see quite a bit of the action in, in the series, and it actually looks pretty incredible. Mm. Yeah. Man, I just, man. Like, I, like, I'm always, like, a hair's breath away from just going, you know what, I'm just going to drop whatever I'm playing and just fucking restart the Mass Effect Nice. <laughs> going to go full Renegade, finally, huh? Uh, uh, oh, I've played each of those games several times. Oh, each. shit. <laughs> so I've I've gotten all my run as both the ultimate goody two shoes and just the biggest piece of shit in the galaxy. <laughs> all right, what was the next trailer we saw? Uh, let's see. Next thing we've got up here. Um, actually, I don't know if these were in the same order. I just kind of picked the ones that I wanted to talk about uh, in the order that I wanted to talk about them. Yeah, I could tell with Andromeda, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. The next one we got here uh, is uh, Telltale's Walking Dead season three. They they premiered a trailer for that. Uh, well, I guess. It should be, we should call it a new frontier. It's not called season three, even though that's what it is. Uh, a new frontier got a new trailer, and where you get to see <laughs> teenage uh, Clementine. Uh, yeah, how did you feel? Because uh, I've heard you give really passionate speeches on how you feel on this character, and now we've sort of seen. I, I'm guessing she's around a teenager at this point. 
Yeah, I think she's just a full-on teenager at this point. Um, she's you like, know, she's did, a grizzled vet right now. Of the <laughs> yeah, man, she's world. lived basically her entire life in this horrible, horrible hellhole. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, you, you see her, you know, you meet her in, in season one, you know, she's like this, what, eight-year-old eight uh, that you rescue. Um, really sweet child. Yeah, just the sweetest kid. Uh, like, man, what a great season. Uh, and then season two, you play as her a few years later. She's like this preteen kid. She's like 11 or 12. Um, and you play as her the entire time, which is like crazy. Because like what other game has you play as a fucking 12-year-old kid? 12-year-old girl at that. Um, oh, blast and, and we're like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just want to do <laughs> What other games? This one. All right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you get... And, you know, you have... To, it's... It's kind of funny because that season gets a little ridiculous. It's like you're you're with these new adults and they're like, there's all this <laughs> there's all this infighting about what to do and like you know that's deferred to this twelve year old kid. What? Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> making all these life and death decisions for all these adults and like doing all this ho- like all this terrible shit just to survive. It's like man, my Clementine has become a hardened sh- like a hardened just like inhuman shell of her former self and it's kind of sad. That's the bone. <laughs> uh, it's oh man, this. Is- this this life has ruined her and she's not she's not even a teenager yet and uh now she is and fuck i don't know it's It's like and the trailer doesn't really show her too much like it focuses on her i guess her uh, partner in this one who's yeah javier javier who is very hispanic as the (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah he's gonna be also playable we're gonna be for the first time, we'd be splitting between two people. Nice, nice. Uh, I was just looking. It was basically showing when Javier's life went to shit in the trailers. <laughs> and I could barely understand half of it because I don't speak Spanish. And a lot of them are yelling it and what have you. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Like, how many times did you put your palm on your head? And it's like, no, don't fucking do that with the zombie, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, just get in there. Give it a hug. It's like, and then it cuts back, and Javier is like, and that's my story. And Clementine is like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, she's Batman, my god. Yeah, basically, fucking a. So, I, I'm curious to see how that one comes up. Yeah, and uh, and with with uh, the trailer, they also announced that uh, the season premiere is going to be two uh, two episodes long. Uh, they're going to premiere two episodes in that. Um, it's still gonna be five episodes total, but they're just gonna be like, "Hey, here's episode one and two. Uh, when it releases next week, actually, yeah, the twentieth. Oh wow! I think yeah. So I'm um, getting ready for that real soon. Uh, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, I'll look forward to that too. Uh, can we talk about real quickly the the other reveal that made me think to a former host of our show, Tyler Lee? What's that? Bulletstorm. Yeah, that was <laughs> man, Bulletstorm. Um, I'm I'm of two minds on this one, Malcolm, uh, because one, I really loved Bulletstorm, and I wish more people would get to play it, and this presents a pretty good opportunity for that. Uh, but I... then they're like, go ahead. <laughs> but then they're like, all right, it'll be sixty bucks and. <laughs> And Duke Nukem will be a big selling point for you. It's uh, like, are you sure? Are you are you sure Gearbox? This, I mean, yeah, another thing. Gearbox is one publishing it, which yep. is weird. Uh, but yeah, they they really love uh, Duke Nukem over there. Uh, I don't think they realized that people fucking hated that game they put out. <laughs> but yeah, that's really that's their big hook. Is hey, you can play as Duke Nukem now. It's like, what the fuck? This yep. game is a game. For not $60. You know, it's amazing. Uh, Like, I give Mario a lot of shit, but at least he's good about reinventing himself, so he still kind of feels new. Yeah. Well, kind of. Come on. I mean, 
But every time I see Duke Nukem, I it's like, oh my god, you're so old. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Who such, could love you? No one. He is such a product of a bygone era. My God. <laughs> ah, dumb trash for nobody. <laughs> for nobody. It's like his main superpower. His main thing is he curses. I mean, it's for fuck's like, oh, fucking lady. Uh, I'm. I was. I'm really stoked about it. I. I did get Bulletstorm, but it's the same. But I got it like just like weeks into the PS4 and. I had a, I was already, I basically picked it up because it was, I was, I bought it from a dying blockbuster. So, <laughs> yeah, remember those folks? Uh, so it was like four bucks. Right? But at the same time, like once I got, got settled with the PS4, there was no going back for me as far as the other one. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's a little concerning in that it's 60 bucks, as 60 you said. 60 fucking dollars, though. It's a great game. I love that game, but you can't expect anyone to pay sixty dollars for that shit. No, no one paid sixty dollars for it the first time. Why would they go and do it now? Gearbox makes some questionable decisions. <laughs> no one bought that game. It was me and like two other people that were mostly interested in the Gears Three beta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that'll probably be on sale soon. But that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I would love to see Bulletstorm come back, but at the same time, yeah, because you know. I mean, that game ends on like a fucking blatant cliffhanger. It's like, yeah, we'll be back for more. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> Your studio closed down. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you guys can barely afford to do this. Why are you gonna bet? You can't bet on a sequel. The fucking balls on you guys. Uh, speaking of Telltale, they also <laughs> announced something else, didn't they? Yeah, they finally. I mean, they they announced a while ago. They're like, like they're like, hey, we're doing a Marvel game. It's like, wait, what? And nothing since then. It was like two years ago, I think, that they announced that they were. Yeah, uh, April last year in fifteen. They're like, we're doing a Marvel game. Wait, what? <laughs> and just now we're hearing about it a year and a half later that they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, based on the logo, they're basing it on the movie in some or. And they're playing with the movie universe in some form or fashion. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the gist of that. They just showed us the logo and they're like, all right, see ya. It's like, okay, I'm down. I love Guardians, so Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I mean it'd be nice to see what that game is at all besides the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, we don't uh, see anything really. All no, this. it's literally just the logo. It's like, all right. Yeah, well, we see like a tape deck floating in space and somehow right. we're able to hear it out in space, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I'm interested. I love Guardians, especially after after Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I'm curious if they'll follow the cinematic version or if they'll go with the current one where it's like Star-Lord and Kitty Pride are husband and wife and uh they they actually joined up with Thing, Venom, as well as Gamora, Nova, and like they've actually got a pretty powerful troop now. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna guess that they're basing it on the movie though. Probably between, yeah. I mean, between the you know between the cassette tape and logo, it's like yeah, this is a movie game in some way. Yeah, and that's a shame. I mean, good for Kitty uh, getting the fuck out of the X Men because uh, that was a sinking ship. With the... Oh man, <laughs> that me out. We'll talk about that when you get to your part, but man. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I I do love like the I don't know if you ever read uh, the part where Star Lord and uh, Kitty basically started a long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah. What I loved about it is as a guy who was part of a pretty big uh, long distance relationship for a long time, they nailed everything about 
a long distance relationship. <laughs> like that, the awkwardness when you finally meet, you know, the happiness you feel just like talking with the person, you know, and it was just really, really cool. And the fact that not only did they meet and, but they were able to make that work to now that she's actually, actually a member of the guardians of the galaxy. And they actually are a really good team. Like I, I it would be great if we could ever see it, but we're probably <laughs> never going to on no. the screen. Uh, why? Why did they ever sell the movie rights? God. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, moving on. Because they were bankrupt, Malcolm. That's why <laughs> yeah, they, they were. My God. All right, moving on. Let's see. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about it. Um, since being the nature of the show at all, but but probably the biggest uh, part of the show that wasn't any that wasn't a word uh, related was that they finally showed some gameplay for the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It's not finally. They've let like an hour of footage out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, but this is clearly the like the biggest sell of of the show. I think I was like, hey, we probably we can see some more of this game. And for some reason, they were running it on the Wii U. Clearly, it's like, why the fuck? <laughs> oh god, uh, a couple of things after watching this thing. Like, uh, I hated this, uh, <laughs> which I'll go into in quite a bit. If I was Jeff Keighley, I would never want to do business with Nintendo ever. I mean, first you have freaking Reggie coming in, like, hey, what's the big announcement? Oh, we got Cranky Kong! (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe a fucking gall of bringing Cranky Kong on that one show. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my god. The fact that I really wanted to see some Metroid anything, uh, that might have been the best comedy bit of that year. Oh my god, and it's one of the reasons why VGXs are still my favorite out of all of them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. And you you could see the joy and the hope being crushed out of poor Jeff Keeley As he's <laughs> like, hey, I, I noticed you got a Metroid pin. Maybe anything to do with Metroid? Like, what? No, what? He's like, we'll see. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then Cranky Kong. Oh, fuck. It's like, well, I just like Metroid. It's can I, like, I guess you could. Like, come on. Cranking's right there. It's like, oh, God. Oh, man. Freaking Reggie, you don't get anything. That's a, so So then we, uh, they introduce, uh, they decide to show us some footage of Zelda. And they proceed to do it in the most annoying and irritating way possible, having two doofuses play the game. Yeah. And just constantly talk over it. Like, oh, there's the rock over there. Check it out. Oh, look out! <laughs> it's like like a, like as a pure gameplay demonstration. I think it would have been okay for like, all right, this looks pretty. Like it looks pretty. Like okay, this looks fun. Uh, but between that and the fact that they did it on the Wii U, where it just clearly wasn't running well at all, like it was stuttering like crazy. <laughs> I was like, man, what the fuck, Nintendo? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I do appreciate that uh, for once it wasn't Moblins that uh, Link was sh- killing for no reason. So I don't, I don't know why you're going to bed for Moblins. But... The Moblins aren't know. even attacking him. They're like eat, they're cooking dinner, and Zelda's coming this... out like a maniac with a sword. I, I don't understand this bit that you do every time with the Moblins. Like Moblins, Moblin lives matter, Joe. That's what Matt. Oh that's my why, God! You know. So we get to see some footage, and okay, th- th- this is the thing that's pissing me off. This is the. Do we really need this? It's not like people aren't sold on fucking Zelda. I mean, it's like, like all their footage is like, okay, here's three minutes. Oh, that was fun. Okay, 
Wow, that's spoken like someone who just doesn't like Zelda, sir. I love Zelda. Man. <laughs> you could say that about literally any trailer that he showed. Oh, no one's good. Who cares about Mass Effect trailers? We know they want to buy it. Who cares about any of these trailers? So, well, no, like, they didn't. Sh- what did they show us that's new? For what? You could have said that about Mass Effect. <laughs> well, no, that was the first time we actually saw like combat, and we saw like bits of story, and we saw decisions being made and shit like that. But this one, it's the it's the same bit we've seen. Fight your weapon is going to break multiple times throughout the game throughout a battle and thankfully they're going to drop their weapons that you can use that that that's the part that has me concerning like the weapon breaks like three times (laughs) in three minutes it's like what is the fucking durability of these things going to be joe (laughs) (laughs) like i know you're sold and you know to be fair probably so am i though i don't know the question is do i wait do i get it just get it on the wii u or do i just save up and get it on switch which no, doesn't sound like should... it's going to be that much more powerful than the wii. no but i was like why would you get it out of the wii? Just, sell your... <laughs> just sell your wii u already you clearly aren't going to play anything worthwhile at it I'll, I'll do so once i find out if uh, the switch can the switch play wii u games no no of course i love how you say that you saw the reveal of that thing it's using game cards where the fuck would you put a wii u game in there I, I, I could have sworn there's a spot for a, for a th- for something. Oh. But anyway. Like maybe downloadable or something, but I doubt that. Uh, but anyway, like, uh, so I take it you were impressed by this. You thought this was the greatest thing ever? <laughs> I thought it was fun. I thought it looked really good. But it's like, I thought, I mean, the presentation was shitty. Like, I'm Yes, like, okay, like, good. We can agree on that. <laughs> but like, yeah, the game itself looked good. Like the whole presentation, like oh my god, like imagine if Square Enix had done this. Oh my god, <laughs> it would have been beautiful. It would have had like a kick-ass soundtrack. It would look great. Had some cinematic moments to build on it. <laughs> hey, they, they they waited in that territory a couple of times. There's that one time where they're like, "Here's a trailer of you fighting fighting Titan." It's like, "Okay, cool." It's like, "And all you're doing is fighting his hand." It's like, but yeah. who the, like, like this isn't selling anybody on anything. Why would you want me to fucking? Show, why would you waste? Okay, well, 10 minutes I'll, I'll, I'll give you that 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 one was shit mainly because they gave the <laughs> controller to someone who'd never played the game ever in his life. Oh, but even playing that fight in the final game i was like wow this is every bit as boring as it was in to watch that one time <laughs> uh, i'm i'm not there yet so i can't comment so <laughs> i was like all right i don't know why you showed this part of the game that one time but the this is... thing is they've kind of blown their load already like they've already revealed the first half hour to an hour of the game so it's like like we've seen it like he's not really showing like the one th- like they even tease us like they get to the shrine they beat the boss i guess and they're like oh it's right there and just sort of like teasing jeff Keeley with the exci- with an exciting announcement at vgx they're like nah <laughs> all right see ya <laughs> we'll see ya we'll see you and your 60 dollars in a couple of months <laughs> like all right man whatever oh god i'm curious to see how the game does like i i, I know the game will be good good yeah it's like as much as i barely ache but like i really don't like the durability thing but i'm sure people are gonna love this game but at the same time a how many people still have we use and b how many people are gonna get switches is uh the interesting conundrum there like i definitely think a zelda game is very is enticing enough to get get one but yeah because so. I, so. I mean I mean, even without the prospect of, even without this current Zelda, it's like I think the the idea of the Switch is exciting enough that people are seem really jazzed about it right now. 
Yeah. I'm pretty jazzed about it. The Switch or Zelda? Both! Even after the whole one teraflop. <laughs> <laughs> the what? The one teraflop. That's all it's got. I don't talk about a teraflop, Malcolm. <laughs> oh, you'll, a... <laughs> you will care about teraflops. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a PS4 and an Xbox One. I don't give a fuck what. As long as the games are fun, I don't give a shit what Right. You you enjoy your Nintendo Dust collector. <laughs> that's what that's what my Wii U was. Hey, man. Right. You could have played uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions with me and put it like 50 hours into that RPG, but you just there's plenty of games on the Wii U. You just don't want to. All right. But anyway, there, there's not plenty. But anyway. Um, was there any other reveals that you wanted to go into? Oh, yeah. There's this one that... I forgot, but um, there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty brief because it's DLC for <clears throat> 2014's game of the year, uh, Shovel Knight, getting some. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's getting some uh, DLC in the spring. It's it's something called it's called the Specter of Torment, where you get to play as uh, ah, what the fuck? Which knight is it? Uh, uh Reaper Knight. Specter Knight. No, the Specter Knight. Yeah, it's a prequel to the to the to the full game, and yeah, that looks a lot of fun. Um, I love the hell out of fucking shovel knight when it came out a couple years ago mm. and uh yeah i've actually i should actually go back to that because there was when i uh <laughs> when i kickstarted that game i kickstarted that at a level high enough to, to get the dlc for free for the earlier dlc not this deal um maybe i should go back and do that yeah you'll have to let me know if specter knight uh has a lot of flashing like the first game <laughs> oh my god but anyway yeah it looks great uh the first game, you know, even though I didn't wasn't only able to play so far, I did love it, and the soundtrack is amazing. And so, I, I assume they're they'll repeat the awesomeness that they did on this on that last game too. Oh man, I hope so. All right, so uh, is there anything else you want to talk about TGS or whatever? Um, not really. No, that's it. Nothing else on to gas. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, no. All right, all right. Well. That does it for uh, the Game Awards. So what did you think of it in all, Joe? Uh, like I said, it it was not the worst, <laughs> despite. And, I mean, not for lack of trying, because they they really came hot and hard with uh, that chick fucking hydro nonsense. Oh, but but that aside, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even go fully into that. Not only was that stupid, but they had that doofus backstage. Like when he put on the the VR, and he was like. Oh my god, it's like I'm actually here at the Game Awards. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck off my TV. Uh, and here, here's the thing. He's, pro- he's probably told to act like a complete doofus, too. So I do feel bad, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was alright. It had some interesting uh, reveals, but at the same time, I kind of feel like... Because uh, this was literally like one week before psx so yeah. playstation wasn't going to give like anything really significant on uh oh, on the show that. and on top of that you know e3 is, is not that far away so I, I feel like they're just they're in an, this awkward point yeah it's a weird spot yeah. all you can really do is hype the games that are coming in this in the space between like the end of this year and e3 mm-hmm. so I, I did but i did feel that they were able to get some interesting ones uh, I really wish they would do the show some point in January as opposed to freaking December 1st. I mean, the fact that some 2016 games are getting cut off it, uh, from the, the show is a little ridiculous, in my opinion. Especially with uh, Final Fantasy 15 had just come out uh, when they were running the show, so it's, it's a little weird. <laughs> but 
Well, once you get to chapter thirteen, you'll you'll be fine. Particular <laughs> exception. <laughs> it's like, well, this fell off. Right. We'll we'll see. I feel like we'll have pretty differing uh, reviews, but we'll 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 see. Anyway, folks, there was one other conference that we have to do. Let's go to PSX. Alrighty. Well, PlayStation Experience 2016 came and went, and I have to say, good show. Yeah, that's that was yeah. I mean, they're really good at putting on something for uh for their biggest fans. I think. Oh there. Yeah. If you uh, left that PlayStation Pro announcement conference feeling like Sony lost a step, uh, I think this got you back. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's just uh, jump right into the conference here. I'm going to do the more traditional blow-by-blow here. Uh, First off, we start right into a trailer, which is the theme, as uh, they were very big on pointing out that tonight was all about games. We see a woman in a red burka exploring the street as uh, somebody makes a joke that this is actually going to be the announcement for Journey 2. Though at this point, I'm realistically thinking oh this is going to be shadow of the tomb raider is that what the what they're rumoring that one to be called yeah that was the the name of the title that was like taken off the screen of the guy at the subway (laughs) 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 anyway it's a night scene looking if i had to guess somewhere in the middle east Mm -hmm. uh there's like (laughs) very astute observation malcolm i know right (laughs) <laughs> what gave it away all the people speaking Arabic I was going to say the burqa but anyway. <laughs> anyway the girl goes through check checkpoints and is trying to meet up with someone who's contacting her through text message uh, she goes through uh, a checkpoint where they where they're inter- interrogating her but it, yeah, thankfully they get called away uh, they, she finds the door that was text messaged to her and we get an interesting uh, gameplay footage of what looks to be a lock picking mechanic as uh, the woman in question is trying to to undo the lock before the, pe- the guards that are just a, a few feet away from her see her and you know i'm sure it would have been game over at that point and uh see i write down it reminds me a little okay yeah there's a part where there uh she then goes inside a building and she's exploring when all of a sudden these guards start to start to show up behind her and she's like trying to avoid them while exploring this dilapidated uh, uh building and it kind of reminded me of Resident Evil 7 in a sense. Some of the footage we've seen where you're trying to avoid the various family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, this leads to where her going on the roof where just as she gets uh, onto the roof, she gets another text message saying uh, shift change, cancel plans. <laughs> and to which uh, some guards show up out of nowhere. They're a little surprised to see her. And uh, we get a pretty impressive fight scene, which considering... Uh, the fight scene for what the the reveal of the studio is for where this uh, game is going to be it was actually pretty impressive uh they fight they fight on a roof which uh then uh, just as they corner her all of a sudden her partner runs in and starts fighting with uh the other guy as you proceed to fight with uh the, the guy against the conductor or uh, against a transformer which leads to of all things joe a sister Abigail on the Transformers. <laughs> uh, so then the reveal 
little hits as uh, you find out your partner is Nadine of Uncharted 4 fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman in question revert takes off uh, the burka mask, thus revealing to be Chloe of Uncharted 2 and 3 fame. And great reveal as this reveals to be Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is going to be, from the sound of it, a standalone DLC for Uncharted 4. Which is interesting because I thought they were working on on uh on dlc for for uncharted 4 which uh, i mean yeah i thought yeah i thought it would be like hey download this part for uncharted 4 and have at it but i guess it's gonna be like uh last of us what was it that oh, chapter uh, yeah, left I, behind you left behind thank, thank you yeah which ended up being a standalone thing on its own as well i think and ended up being a really good game yeah, yeah. so that was a fun little kickoff I, I didn't think we'd hear anything from uh naughty dog so soon uh, little did I know. Anyway, we <laughs> we go forward, and out comes Sean Layden, who is really starting to get the hang of the whole conference thing, I feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, you know, he was a nervous wreck that first time, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out in a wipeout shirt. Very important. <laughs> uh, right down. Still a little rough around the edges, but he is getting really comfortable out there, which is good. Thanks, everyone, for coming out, talking about the releases for the PlayStation VR and the PlayStation Pro. Surprisingly, no numbers. Pro- no. Yeah, probably trying to keep all the boring stuff out. And he says, and he tells us, hey, this is about the games, so let's go to another trailer. Whoa. And oh, we- right. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, <laughs> hey, you do that quite a bit on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I make it cool. <laughs> it'd be amazing if you just did that. <laughs> that that'd probably be worse than Schick, man. But <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So anyway, we uh for, we go right to the trailer where we see Mega Man X X uh, walking along the the rooftop up and uh, f- coming alongside Ryu from Street Fighter, and they're met and they meet up against Iron Man. And Iron Man looks like he's gonna have to come to blows, and he needs a partner. And who comes out but Captain Marvel? Yeah. And she's apparently a Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> they proceed to have a pretty interesting throwdown here. Era where you know Iron Man, you know, has got all his uh, mechanics from the game. Okay, spoiler: this is Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, and uh, it looks—it's very interesting to see uh, this game in action. This is going to be using uh, Infinity Stones. One says uh, we would later find out from a uh, gameplay reveal trailer, where like the Power Stone makes your moves like you know e- even more damagey. And uh, the time stone essentially makes you faster and you, makes it easier to sk- to dodge. But looks pretty good. It this is not an exclusive, though. I believe uh, they they would later announce that uh, Marvel versus Capcom three is now out in uh, in in the PSN store right now. And right, that is an exclusive. Correctamundo. So good on it. And uh, by the way, uh, personal funny thing that i enjoyed i don't know if you saw this footage joe but when it goes back to late and it constantly cuts to the crowd and there's this one black dude who's like losing it (laughs) this is like the happiest thing that could have possibly been announced it reminds me of the guy who was losing his mind in the movie theater when we were me and sandra were watching e3 and they announced shenmue 3 (laughs) i did not (laughs) yeah i remember that guy but i don't remember this i didn't notice this particular person you're speaking about now uh, if you can find them, you know, just uh, just check it out. Just after they announce this game, they it's uh, it is really anyway. Uh, they 
Layden then mentions uh, how everyone got in his case about that one conference where he came out in the crash T-shirt and uh, there was no crash announcement whatsoever. <laughs> so he says, like, so trust me, I'm not going to make that mistake again. And then he points to the screen as we get get the announcement for Wipeout Omega Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, three games in one. And I write down here, it sure is Wipeout. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, those Wipeout games are really good, though. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm it's, sure. it's Wipeout HD uh, and Wipeout Fury, which were on PS3, and then Wipeout 2043, mm. which was on Vita. Uh, all those games are excellent. Um, so getting them on PS4, I mean, it sucks that they're not, like, you know, brand new games, but uh, hey, I'll take I'll take them any way I can. They're, those are really good games that they collected there. And um, if you're on PS4 Pro, those games will be in 4K uh, at 60 frames, I believe. So, hey, there you go. Uh, this would be a running theme, I felt, in this PSX, where they they went to the past to find out some games that, you know, maybe people will like now. Like, maybe we should, con- like, you know, do people like Crash? Let's bring it back and see if people like that. <laughs> you think people will like Wipeout? Maybe people will like that. So, like, and there's more to come. From here, we're introduced to. Oh, from here, we go right into a Destiny: The Dawning trailer. As uh, essentially, this is a <laughs> Christmas spectacle going on here. Number one, Sparrow Racing is back. Uh, unfortunately, I don't play the game religiously, so I didn't know it left. But <laughs> yeah, that was a limited time thing, I think. Yeah, when they brought it the first time. Oh, why would you take that? Because anyway. no one liked it. Yeah, okay, well, why are they bringing it back then? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And why do anything with Destiny? Anyway, they're doing updates to many of the weapons, including my personal favorite, the Icebreaker, and they're going to have presents and stuff. So that's going to All right, from here, again, sorry to the Destiny people. You know, like I said, we don't play that much, but hey, it's still a thing. It's which, considering that the game is what two years old now, that's pretty impressive. Like yeah. I, I still get reports on my YouTube on a weekly basis, especially from like IGN and whatnot, about Zer's latest uh, sale going on over the weekend. So <laughs> still probably popular. Shelby Cox comes out and shows off for the first time, Joe, gameplay footage of Crash Bandicoot: The Insane collection <laughs> and i gotta say joe they were not shitting us when they said they were rebuilding it from the ground up it looks great yeah um it's a really pretty version of those games uh not sure i hope people kind of like uh temper their expectations to like when they play it and they're like hey maybe this game is slightly less good than i remember because <laughs> uh, i mean those games were fun back in the day it was like and i've played them and they, they're still fun but they're not quite as fun uh as they once were so <laughs> So uh, just your expectations, people, a little bit. Well, I don't know how the game could be anything but perfection, Joe, but <laughs> uh, we'll see. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe, believe like there's no price. Uh, you know, it's not on uh, Amazon yet, but I believe they're going to sell this for like thirty nine ninety nine. See, that's real. That's fine. Isn't it? It's it's totally not <laughs> full of storming yet, is it? <laughs> that's perfectly all right. <laughs> So, oh, uh, let's see. Looks great. Awesome. We get we go right into then a uh, thing for the Call of Duty League, which uh, despite the reports about the game, you know, small spoiler for news is but uh, despite all the reports about Call of Duty not sell not selling as much as previous games have, uh, it was still number one uh, this month in terms of sales. <laughs> so it, it did it did pretty good. <laughs> it did pretty yeah. good. Uh, so Call of Duty League 
which is the thing, and there's $4 million. There <laughs> is. So uh, I need to get good at that game, I guess. <laughs> Have off. you played any of, of, uh, of that new Call of Duty? I did play some of it, uh, you know, got stopped thanks to the seizure, and then, uh, well, it got stopped because Final Fantasy got came out then. Yeah, and then once that happened, that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we go from there to Shelby out again talking about, hey, Resident Evil 7. And uh, a lot of people... Interesting enough for predicting they were going to announce a delay here, which, yeah, that's a smart, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, no such thing. It's still right now, January 24th, 2017, which I believe is also the same date as uh, Yakuza Zero, that hot ticket. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited about it, damn it. But anyway, but that makes one of you. <laughs> In this country. Well, okay. Fair enough. In this country. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, man. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, from there, here we go from that. We talk about Resident Evil 7. We saw, we see some more of a trailer here. We find out some, a little bit more on the story as apparently the main character, Ethan, the crux of the story is his wife is, goes missing or is dead or one of the two. And then <laughs> years. It's always later, one or the other, isn't it? <laughs> And then what, then he gets a message on a voicemail and his, his wife, Mia is quite, quite obviously telling him, just don't come near me, da, 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 which, you know, what would have helped out Mia if you'd not fucking called him. That would have assured he would not go near you. <laughs> yeah. But you do that and uh, telling, telling him to not follow you to the mansion and guess where Ethan goes to the mansion <laughs> to find her. Jesus. Great job. So the game looks great. Uh, they also from here announced that uh, the final update to the demo is out right now. And uh, have you played the demo yet at all, Joe? Uh, I played it after the second update or the first update. I guess it's the second version of the game. They updated it once and this is the second time, right? Yep. Uh, this was, um, well, they did it once. They did a se- they, So they've done it twice now, yeah. Yeah, so the last update, I, I played that. What uh, scared the shit out of me. Uh what did they actually change in this one? Okay, this number update. one, they actually uh, gave a function to the dummy finger, sure. which is important to getting the uh, a special item which you can transfer to the main game. Okay, I was and, about to say, like, does any of this matter vis-a-vis the actual game? I don't know until the vis-a-vis <laughs> game comes out. <laughs> and uh, another thing, uh, there's an entire section of the house now explorable. Like, there's this door... Or that's uh, just before the uh, the staircase that was typically locked, right. and in the second one, it got covered in black slime, but still didn't open. But now there's an entire that door finally does open now, which includes an extremely bloody bathroom and a basement with a creature. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know I gave a lot of shit to to the Square Enix for updating their Final Fantasy fifteen yes, demo. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I feel like this makes a lot more sense to do this because this is like the way they've been doing this. It's like this has been like the plan all along. I feel like like as a really interesting way to tease the game as opposed to like developing a game for eight years. It's like, hey, is this good enough, guys? No. All right. Let's hear what about this. Like, how about you just fix it and put it in there? I will give them this. It's been like, what, less than a year since they announced the game? Yeah. So like like this, this feels like it was all part of the plan and it's been a really, really neat way to market the game yeah like something that to remember they announced this game officially at e3 last year and it's yeah 
it hasn't even been a year yet, and uh, here we are. Right. Like as soon like they announced it and revealed the release date, and people were like, "Holy shit, already!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now even now I'm still shocked. It's coming out. You <laughs> like you said in a month. I was like, wait, what? Really? Shit, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they've been working on this game for a long, long time. Like, back when uh, PlayStation VR was just, you know, demoing, this was a demo called Kitchen. And, Project Morpheus, it was. Oh, well, Project Morpheus was a, a VR, <laughs> yes. But uh, before they revealed it at E3 as Resident Evil 7, this game was called The Kitchen. Right. Because it took praise by chicken, but almost exclusively in the kitchen. <laughs> kitchen yeah. For the longest time, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, tried it, if you haven't uh, downloaded it, I really do recommend that. It is re- very atmospheric, it very is scary. Oh, and there's two more endings now that you can get in this game too. Uh, so, okay. With one of them being the true ending, and something uh, I do want to point out in case. Because I know RK Joe, he's like very spoiler intensive. Yes, um, I've I've learned that. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but with uh, this demo, this is actually technically a prequel to the main game. Like you're not actually playing part of the main game. Right. You're playing as a dude who was found. Anyway, so we get so that looks good. Good here. Uh, there we are. So we <laughs> then go straight to. My notes started recording my voice for whatever reason. So anyway, try that out. And, uh, there are videos out already to help you get that mystery item and to finally solve the case here. We then go into Ace Combat 7, which is a flight simulator game. <laughs> Not a simulator at all. No. <laughs> Malcolm, you've ever played an Ace Combat? No. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not, because these are far... They're, they're cool. They're fucking cool, but they're not simulators. They're, just, they're, they're, they're basically Call of Duty games, but you play them. You fly a plane instead. Well, I gotta tell you, one, the first thing I wrote down was, this looks incredible. It's, no, yeah. Like, the graphics are insane. And two, this is VR, so you are in that cockpit. I feel like I would throw up <laughs> if, I, if I played that in VR. But. Yeah, like, you're looking around, you're seeing, you could see the freaking dew, morning dew on the freaking cockpit. <laughs> like, I think this would be, like, an incredible game for a PlayStation VR, so that looks good. Sure. Shelby comes out. And he, she has to talk about Street Fighter V. <laughs> Gotta. I do feel bad for PlayStation. Like, if like go, if we went back, like, a year or two, you're the president of Sony, Joe, and I'm your employee, and I say, hey, guess what I just got us? I got us the next Street Fighter V, the next Street Fighter game as an <laughs> exclusive to our fucking console. Don't worry, I'm, <coughs> I wrote it out in the contract. They can't re-release it as Super or Championship Edition, or Arcade, or Turbo. So, ultra. Yeah, or, thank you, or Ultra. Forgot so that, the Ultra in there. I did. There's so many. But uh, <laughs> then they start to combine them, too. It's like <laughs> Super Street Fighter Arcade Championship Edition Turbo. It's like, oh. Oh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. Oh, yeah. It's like, don't worry, it's never going to come out. You would think that, like, oh, that's a great get right there. Hot damn, you're... <laughs> Like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Oh. How much time you got? <laughs> oh, boy. But good news is they're they're on the right track now. As they introduce the first character of the Season 2 <laughs> characters, which I got to tell of all the bad things they've done, I will give them, them uh, kudos for the fact that 
you can earn these all these characters through gameplay. You don't need to spend money on sure. it. Yeah, which is good. More people should do that, goddammit. And they introduce Akuma. What a get. Well, he was going to make it. <laughs> I honestly thought he was in the core game before they announced him. I was like, really? <laughs> nope. nope. And he's a full-on DBZ character now is what I wrote down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hey, Akuma's there and he's got a goddamn main now. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. And Joe. Guess who comes out now? Fucking Ken. I don't know. <laughs> no. Shuhei Yoshida. For the first time in a year, I feel like, like, he actually comes to a goddamn convention. And this was great. Shuhei comes out, and he he's all Shuheiing up. And uh, he gets a, a huge ovation. The crowd is really pumped. What's that? <laughs> oh, I said that's great. I know. It's like there's a Shuhei chant. <laughs> or a Yoshida chant. Uh and he thanks us all, and it was really, really touching. They they really should use him more. Shuhei, I think, is like a really pos- a real nice positive figure that they have here. Unless you're Sean Murray, in which case you probably wish he was dead. <laughs> uh, well, I think you would wish uh, Jeff Keighley more, dead more than anything. Anyway. <laughs> he wishes everyone was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the lesson learned from No Man's Day. Oh, man. Again, on paper, seemed like a good get. <laughs> <laughs> what a get. Oh, man. But uh, I don't know if you've se- seen the trailer for it, but the game just recently came out called Boundless, which may as well be No Man's Sky because it looks exactly like what we thought <laughs> No Man's Sky was going to be. <laughs> cool. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, he talks about Last Guardian. We see some tra- We see a trailer. You know, evil dogs. A ki- kid. Uh, I write down the kid keeps yelling Jericho, which that's what it sounds like. It's he's screaming <laughs> to me when he's screaming for the dog, which is Trico. But uh, but you know, it's Last Guardian. I still haven't had a chance to sit down and play, mainly because I want to play Final Fantasy more and more. But uh, Joe has, so that look forward to that. <laughs> From there. We get back, and Shuhei says, uh, you know, we've got some classic characters coming back. Ooh. And uh, we then he- hear a very familiar hip-hop beat saying, I gotta, th- gotta say what? I gotta believe. And it's like, oh, holy shit. A wonderful rendition. It is, right? It sounds just like it. Parappa <laughs> the Rappa remastered. We see a trailer for that, and like, and this is just the first game. I don't believe Parappa 2 is in there, or am I mistaken? Um, no, I think it's just the original game, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. so it's just per- no Um Jammer Lammy either. Right. But uh, the game is out, which is pretty cool. Uh, I was never huge into it, but, you know, Sandra likes it, so I'm sure she'll be into it. Plus, they also announced that not only are they doing this for this game, Joe, but Loco Roco, and in a move that made Greg Miller very happy, <laughs> Pat Upon as well. And they also announced that a Parappa the Rappa demo is out right now. Yeah, which I downloaded and played. What'd you think? Um, I still suck at that game. I always did. <laughs> I was like, yep, still suck at this. Mm. And turned it off. <laughs> I was terrible at that game too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it looks really, really nice. They cleaned it up real good. Um, but yeah, I think all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna replay this because it's still bad. At oh man, and plus, jo- all right, and from here, Joe Shuhei announces a super fun new game, Joe, mm-hmm. and which leads to a very important announcement I need to make on the show. All right. And that is that for the year 2017, we will not be doing a game of the year tournament. Or it is Whoa. no longer necessary, Joe. 
Oh, that's so. Yes, because they because Shuhei announces the game of the year of 2017 right here, and its name is Nak Two Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn it! <laughs> what a, it's a dark I, day for it's a black day for PlayStation. I, I was I was so so tickled. And so, when I saw this, it's like, hey, it's uh, Nack. And hey, there's two Nacks now. Awesome. Oh, God. Damn it. <laughs> you know what was even better? Friends of the show were, like, tweeting at me, saying, somebody tell Malcolm to turn on the stream right now. Oh, man. Oh, and, of course, Travis, stick in the mud friend of the show that he is, was like, well, how did this game even get to get a sequel? I'll tell you, Travis. It sold more copies than Mario. That's how it did. Oh, God. It sold well. If it didn't have sold well, they wouldn't be getting a sequel. No, Malcolm. That's how that works. That's how that works. It's like, (laughs) suck it, Mario. Oh, God. (laughs) Two knacks in knack two. What fresh hell is this? There's co-op game Why? of the year confirmed because it's sold Why? well. They're not going to give this a sequel Why? to a game that didn't sell, Joe. It sold what? really well. You could do anything with that money. It did. They did, Joe. They they used it to win game of the year at TGA this next coming year. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That is a day one purchase at this house, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, now, it's arguable that from here, they could just, like, end the show right there. Like, how- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nothing to see here, folks. It's all... Sit, like, get you... F- fuck off, Xbox. <laughs> link link to... Link my ass. You're done. Get out of here. Oh, Back shit. two, baby. God help us all. Oh, man. So, so, already, this is one of the best conferences in recent memory. So, how, how do they continue... Well, very valiant effort, Joe, as they announced some DLC for Gravity Rush, uh, Gravity Rush 2, featuring Raven. Yeah, they did announce this actually beforehand when they delayed the game initially. Uh, they're like, hey, that, that DLC that we're putting out, uh, it's going to be free now <laughs> to make up for the delay. Sorry. Uh, but yes, it, it, was, it looks really cool. And uh, best, best of all, it's going to be free with Gravity Rush 2. So there you go. A little bit extra <laughs> there. So let's see here. What the fuck did i write down here all right so i write down shuhei talks about gran turismo sport gran turismo sport where apparently the updates to it is it's going to be 4k it's going to be an hdr and it's going to have vr yep those all make sense <laughs> for gran turismo indeed it'll look great and if, if and when it comes out i'm sure it'll be great <laughs> uh i'm sure it'll be real pretty Speaking of if and when it comes out, we go right into Ni no Kuni 2. Oh, boy. We see some more footage on it. I write down, are there familiars in this? Which were like the Pokemon thing that you would capture, train, and use as like in fighting and battles. Because all I saw was just like party me- actual party members fighting. <laughs> um, this is I write down, this is as Studio Ghibli as it gets. But and- it don't think they're actually involved this time yeah and the story seems to be about a prince trying to rebuild his kingdom as i write down dot 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 final fantasy 15 <laughs> uh what, what do you think joe are you excited for nini no kuni you sounded you sound surprisingly apprehensive well because the first one was boring trash oh. <laughs> we've cut over this that game wasn't good was that game was so boring you're right it was great joe That's it was funny. it was a less charming 
albeit prettier version of Pokemon. It's like, oh, okay, this sucks. <laughs> like, what if Pokemon was bad? Actually, Nino Kuni. Well, well, maybe they they're going away from the whole Pokemon aspect of it. I hope so, because that game. I mean, yeah, that game was super pretty, and this and this looks even better, obviously, visually. But it's like, man, if that game uh, just carries over the same combat, I'm not. I'm not in on that. We then go to Vita Advocate Geo Corsi. <laughs> and you'll see why I say as he walks out with like with a blue Vita right in his hand. <laughs> yes, built the list. Indeed. Checking it twice. But anyway, he talks about many things. Number one, hey, Yakuza. <laughs> sure. As he reveals that Yakuza six and uh Yakuza Kiwami, which is essentially uh, the remaster of the f- of the very first one. Oh, it's the rebuild, sir. They're rebuilding that game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what was it called? Kiwami. Kiwami. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that's Japanese for extreme. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I believe you, but all right, Japan, all right. <laughs> so they show us some footage. The game looks really great. I can't wait for it. And they reveal that Kiwami is coming out the summer of 2017, and Yakuza 6 will come out early 2018. And uh, considering we're going to start with 0, then go to 1, and I do hope that we get 2, 3, 4, and 5 in there as well, so that we could have all of them, because it's kind of weird to just jump to 6, but we'll see. And uh, how do you pronounce this? Uh, Dagon Rappa? Dagon Rappa. The Dagon Rappa. <laughs> Number three is uh, a trailer is announced as uh, Colin Moriarty loses his mind when he sees the Monokuma Cubs. Uh, looks good. It's as dang on Rappa 3 as it gets, as it's coming to not only PS4, Joe, but the Vita as well. Man, those first two games have been loaded on my Vita for like a year and a half, and I have yet to play either Aww. of them. <laughs> he then talks about near near autom- Autonoma. Which uh, a demo is coming, he tells us a demo is coming soon. Shows off some gameplay footage, which looks very Raiden-esque from, like, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. And it announces that the release date being March 7th. We then head straight into a uh, to a trailer for what looks like a uh, Zelda-stylish game, but I quickly recognized it as Wise Origin, or Ease, or Eyes, or I don't know how you pronounce it. It is Ease. Ease, thank you. Ease Origin. <laughs> uh, great game, by the way. As that... Yeah, that was a PSP game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. And it is coming on February 2017 to PS4 as well as the Vita. We uh, get a uh, a ship uh, building game called Dreadnought, which you run like a spaceship, and I guess you can team up with other people to make a fleet. Interesting. Uh, that's going to come out in 2017. Uh, we got a party-based RPG called Pyre talked about, but we don't know too much about it. I believe this is the game that was made by the people who made Transistor. Mm. So, all right. Uh, all right. And th- next up is Vane. Uh, there's not too much you can tell from the trailer. Like, this was sort of like the uh, Death Stranding thing where it was just so artsy, I don't know what to make of it. Plus, it Which is one? Vane. Oh, okay. Yeah, never. <laughs> now, here comes a game that I'm actually kind of interested in. Uh do you remember one for, called Absolver? No. All right. Well, it's essentially a martial arts MMO where you're essentially a practitioner of a martial art and you just like walk around getting into fight, fights with other people. Uh, and uh, you, it's sort of like a for honor type of deal where the fights are really realistic. You can create your own 
flowing combos. You can learn moves from like other players and actually become their students. It actually looks pretty interesting. There was a uh, a panel that they put on YouTube that I recommend people check out. Uh, but the game looks really good. Uh, no release date for it, but uh, hopefully this doesn't take forever. Uh, we got a trailer for What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, what did you think of this one, Joe? Of what though? What remains of Edith Finch? Oh right. Uh shit. Uh man, I forget what that game was about even. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I couldn't get much from this trailer. <laughs> I, I remember being interested in it when they showed it off the first time. Hmm. But but I've since completely forgotten <laughs> what it was about. Uh next is a blaster game called Next Machina. Uh and I write down it looks like something I can't play because there's so many flashing bullets and explosions <laughs> going on. I'm like, all right, I'm already getting a headache now. <laughs> But it looks fun, so I think people will enjoy it. We go to Geo, and we get a highlight reel. And this is, like, if there was one thing I could, like, put a strike against the show, it's the highlight reels that they did. Because they would show off a lot of cool game footage, and some of the games actually look good. However, they don't put a title anywhere. Like, this is the name of the game you're looking at, so I can, like, (laughs) keep up with it. It's just, like random game footage and it's like okay thanks i i I, (laughs) hopefully i'll find out what game that was but anyway then we come to what i would consider the surprise of this game uh let it die yeah which uh, a game that when i say stars you don't play as him but it features a character called uncle death (laughs) as uh, essentially you're playing a guy who's playing a video game who's uh playing with like these loadouts aka human bodies that are built up (laughs) it's sort of like dark souls where like you get you get like all this stuff and if you die that character is gone to which you load up yet another character to like try to find that guy get your stuff back or see if you can last longer in this tower of death and uh this is suda 51 if you can't tell (laughs) and not only is it out right now it's freaking free so yeah um, I mean, when they announced the game initially, they announced it as a free-to-play game, and like, and it was very easy to be nervous about that because I, I mean, a like Suda Fifty One, I, I, I have a lot of trust in in him. Like, I trust that guy to make at least an interesting game, even if they're not always hits. But at least, like, hey, at least this is worth my time to check out. Um, but then you hear free-to-play, it's like, ah, that makes me a little nervous, as it does with anything I hear that's free-to-play. Um, but you know, I played a little bit of it for like an hour uh, after it came out, and it's like, no, that game is actually really cool <laughs> it's got a great sense of humor as you would expect uh from a studio 51 game um oh, yeah. like like um like it's actually the conceit of the game is that it's actually a game within the game uh really um because you're actually playing this game in an arcade or whatever like your uncle death is a character in that arcade or whatever he's like hey i got this cool game it's called let it die you want to play it <laughs> and you play it at the arcade with them or whatever um and yeah you're basically just climbing a tower trying to get to the top and like you'll die at some point obviously um and like Malcolm said you you go collect your stuff if you can um from your from your dead character which becomes what the, what is called a hater sir <laughs> your your dead characters become haters um and they're actually much tougher versions of of like any enemies that you usually encounter uh so getting your stuff back is pretty difficult actually yeah. um and Plus... we're the free to oh go ahead I was going to say, plus other players can invade your game and actually steal one of your characters. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a pretty neat concept. Um, and the free-to-play stuff uh, comes into play where it's mostly just uh, to kind of progress through the tower. Because as you, you know, as you progress higher and higher, um, it gets harder to get back up there. Um, and there's 
basically an elevator. It's like, hey, um, want to just get up to where you died? <laughs> um, and you can earn some of the currency um, that you, that's required to get up there. But for the most part, it's much easier to, to buy it. Um, but it's nothing too invasive in terms of like the free-to-play stuff. So, I mean, you can get... You can get a lot of mileage out of the game without paying a penny, uh, which is really great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what I usually do with, with games like that, I was like, all right, even if this is free to play, um, like if, if it's something that I enjoy, it's like I'll kick a few bucks over to the developer even if I wouldn't have done that with most other free to play stuff. Um, like I did that with like the Star Wars game or whatever. And God knows how much money I spent at that stupid ass fucking super card game. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Let It Die. It's a cool game. It's a, it's it's a great idea. Nice. Uh, from it's been getting pretty good reviews too. So from there they announced uh, Tomb Raider Go. Cool. And from there they announced... <laughs> hey, that game's really fun. Okay. Oh, you you bought it? Oh, I mean, it's been, I mean they've been re-releasing these iOS games on on PS4 and Vita. Like they did that with the Hitman game as well. Um, like I've had this Lara Croft game on on iOS for like a year it feels like at this point um, but it's a really good game it's like five bucks on iOS I think it's probably cheaper maybe a little bit better to get it on iOS instead of PlayStation but um, either way it's 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 a lot of fun Tomb Raider Go is one ninety nine on iOS oh there you go there you go all right <laughs> even even better I guess uh, from there we also see a game called Windjammers which is a eight bit <laughs> ultimate frisbee game if that makes sense it is not an eight bit game but all right. Well, it's in that style. Uh, sir, that game was, on, I believe, the Neo Geo, which is very much not an 8-bit game. Well, it, it looks like it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. That game has gotten such a cult following in the last, like, two years. Windjammers? Uh, fucking Windjammers, man. Based on purely the the strength of, of the Giant Bomb crew uh, kind of, like, live-streaming that ridiculous game. And, yeah, it's basically just the Frisbee game. It's part of the Frisbee game where you kind of just try to score goals on the other player or whatever. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, they've gotten a lot of mileage out of that, and and people have been like, "Let's get Windjammers back!" And it's like, who even owns Windjammers? And no one can figure it out until all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, here, here it is!" And all of a sudden it's on PlayStation Four and Vita. It's like, okay, the internet is a strange and mysterious place. Well, it's coming to P- PS Four and Vita, so get ready for that. Looks looks cool. From there, we get introduced to the someone with one of the most unfortunate names ever, uh, Assad Kizibash, and. <laughs> Two jokes uh, to just get out of the way. One, don't say his name backwards or else he goes back to the fifth dimension. All right. I don't understand it. But... <laughs> Mr. Mixelspit. Uh, nope. You don't know who that is. Come on. Uh, I mean, I do, but it's like, I, I, it doesn't click. Yeah. But, but carry on. And uh, even and also, don't worry, that's not a Harry Potter spell. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that was his own joke. <laughs> oh, man. So you, um, you be sure to bash on Asad for bashing his own name. That is even close to like the worst name I've heard in any capacity, sir. Okay. Let me let me tell you, like even in the games industry, like God, God bless him, but the the guy, like again, like Dick Hogg is a real person's name out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in baseball, there's a there's a former player from back in the seventies, now a coach, like that kind of floats around the league. Uh, his his name is Rusty Kuntz. All right, you're it, going for vulgar, dude. Oh like, man, on. he's got I'm, a bad Scrabble hand for a for a name right here. For oh sake. man, uh, I'm, I'm just saying people people are worse off than what's the name that you said. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, so he <laughs> says we got tons of games on the show on the show floor, which uh, starts off by showing us Star Blood Arena, which is a spaceship arena shooter game style game. Uh, we then go straight into a VR. Or uh, sizzle reel with again no titles, so don't, know, don't know who any of these games are. 
Uh, we then go into some footage to a game that I'm really looking forward to, uh, Neo. Uh, no, that's not a Matrix game. That's uh, the samurai-style Dark Souls game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, I have to say, uh, this this is a game where I feel like it doesn't really need any more trailers at this point. This is at the Zelda point where, okay, it's got me. You're kind of just annoying me by showing me more footage. What? Neo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then go into a game that's, I, I would assume, particular to Joe's heart, the show's 2017. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There, it begins with a coach walking up to a guy with uh, whose name is Smalls on his back. <laughs> and I was kind of expecting a caption to show up with, him, with the coach saying, you're killing me, Smalls. But unfortunately. I, I, I think that was the joke. I, we didn't see anything, but anyway. Anyway, we see some Ken, some sweet, sweet Ken Griffey Jr. action. Oh, man. That guy had the sweetest swing in baseball. Oh, my God. Fucking poetry. We get to see it in action, and it looks pretty good. And, Joe, after seeing some footage, we get something very interesting, a retro mode. <laughs> yeah, which is like which is like this RBI baseball-style thing where it's like you shift the character around the batter's box and just swings. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's like a Sega-ish style of the game there, so... I mean, more appropriate, I guess, would be a Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball style uh, game from back in the day. Mm. By the way, so that looks cool. I think that, that'll be a sweet little mode for it. And by the way, speaking of games that really don't need to do trailers anymore, I think we're sold on it. We get a Horizon Zero Dawn trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we agree on that one. Good. So... And then we get Sean Layden comes back, and he gives us some final thanks. Oh, and one more thing. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he says, uh, hey, Naughty Dog is working on something else. Something that he makes it, a, by the way, a very clear point that it's extremely early in development. So (laughs) it's coming, but let's just say we... Death Stranding might be releasing that same year, if that gives you any indication. <laughs> so we see some, first we're in the woods. It like expands every so often to show us some more woods. Looks, it's very pretty woods. Love the woods, indeed. And that and that's the game. Woods, the game now. <laughs> <laughs> Farming Simulator 18. Look for it next year. <laughs> woods. I don't know if I'd buy that game, Jim. <laughs> But then the giveaway shot, we see a sign and what's spray painted on that sign, Joe? You tell me. It's the firefly symbol. Oh, so, uh, so yep, good we're old... finally getting that second season. Awesome. <laughs> finally getting season two. <laughs> tail, tail man, I, oh man, I forgot what Nathan Fillion's character was in that show for some reason. Malcolm. There you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm kind of offended. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You know how rare it is to get a cool Malcolm? (laughs) Oh, my God. On TV? Anyway. uh, So... We we then go to a house and a girl picks up a guitar and her hands are visibly shaking and she's trying to calm herself through music. And she plays a very familiar song that may or may not have been playing during the credits of the first uh, Last of Us game. And uh, we then see scenes in the house that she's playing the song with uh, what we assume is Ethan walking to the door, but uh, his you know he's very blurry throughout this whole and there's just bodies everywhere and uh, he finds her just as she finishes the song and he asks her ellie are you sure you're up for this and her response is i'm gonna find them and i'm gonna kill 
every last one of them. And <laughs> reveal Last of Us Part 2. Dig Ooh, them. very prestigious. Mm. And uh, when I checked out the panel for this game, which, uh, you know, the I guess the main plot point was because... Uh, not only had the director there, but it had Troy Baker pretty much confirming that that was Ethan in that shot. And uh, what was it? Ashley. Who, what was the name of the character who plays Ellie? Or the name of the woman who plays the character Ellie? I forget. Yeah, God damn it. Well, look at <laughs> it. But it Ashley should... Johnson? Ashley Johnson. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, they talk about the game. They talk about the new technology uh, going through with the game there as well. Uh, mainly, like, this they've now gone to a point where they can really follow their face only almost perfectly and it instantly translates it to the character which includes ellie making a lot of very unfortunate faces thanks to ashley uh, <laughs> and another major point ain't uh like this also came up during the uncharted lost legacy one where they had uh the actress who plays chloe who also played aaron soon aaron soon in the uh for, one of my favorite sci-fi series, Farscape, uh, how she was talking about when she was doing that second game and she's doing a scene with, uh, with, uh, with, you know, Nathan Drake and, uh, they were, they were being flirty. You guys can probably guess which scene I'm talking <laughs> about here. And she does this thing where she, there's this moment where she, uh, just ad libs her, you know, doing the thing with her fingers and walking along up his, uh, chest, which w- originally wasn't in it, but, uh, she, but you know they, they said yeah just do whatever comes natural and she did it and immediately he everyone at the panel told them to stop and like she actually saw like all the game designers have like a meeting like right then and there and she thought she was like in trouble at first <laughs> but it turns out that you know you know the, the, what it was explained to her is like well we like what you did there but we're trying to decide if we want to incorporate it because in, to incorporate it we're gonna have to get all the game designers and they need to recreate that scene because they didn't have the technology that they have now where that now that's no problem they, they can just like do whatever and that's instantaneously <laughs> in the game but you know an ad lib like that used to be like a big meeting to see if it was worth the effort which they decided it was and it was included in the real game but it, it just shows you how how far uh naughty dog has come since uh just even the second game game of uncharted but uh wrapping up on last of us they did make it a point that uh, if the first game was about love, which was the you know the love that both uh, Ethan and Ellie shared, uh, he without giving too much away, he says like the the focus of the next game is going to be hate, <laughs> which will be interesting to see how that translates uh, <laughs> on the screen there because the it, you know Last of Us was a very emotional game. I can only imagine what's going to happen. Probably uh, the. If I had to make a guess, I'm guessing that this is not a spoiler, guys, so relax. This is just me sh- shooting the shit here. Uh, if I had to guess how the next game was going to start, it would probably be the Fireflies attacking that camp that uh, they were that they decide, they went back to at the end of the first game. And they probably wipe out everybody, and now it's like Joel and Ellie's uh, quest for revenge. So th- that's my assumption. Uh, what did you think of the whole reveal? Um, as much as I liked that first game, it's like obviously I would have been just as happy to like never see another Last of Us game <laughs> again. I remember I that... you were very upset at me when I brought up the notion of a sequel. And I, was I was like, like man, that game ended on... That game was just perfectly... Good on its own, like that. Like that was like the epitome of like 
here's just a fucking great story, and we're done. All right, cool. <laughs> and of course, they're going to sequelize it because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't uh, they? Exactly. Why wouldn't they? I was like, ah. So I hope they don't fuck it up because uh, that would be upsetting. But this is still Naughty Dog. I, I trust that they won't fuck it up, but it's like, huh, man. I was about to say, it's Naughty Dog, dude. They're not going <laughs> to uh, So all in all, I thought that was a great conference. A very smart move to both begin and end it with Naughty Dog announcements, which are which is pretty much the premier studio that uh, PlayStation has in its fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Yeah, despite everything that was announced, you know, I'm still looking forward to E3 because, you know, we still haven't heard anything about God of War or the Spider-Man game that's been talked about, which I really think, I, I hope we uh, see something f- might, do you think it'll get announced for 2017 to coincide with the movie? Um, Well, the movie will be out before E3, so I don't think so. Is it? When, when is in May, it? isn't it? No, uh, it's in July. Spider-Man? Yeah. You're oh. thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, then um, then either way, the answer is no, because they would have to announce something very soon for it mm. to coincide with the movie. Well, and the... To, to, to announce it a month ahead of time, it's like, oh, all the way, it's called this, and it's going to come out in a month. <laughs> like, no, that's not well, or like, Or they could be like, and it's out right now. <laughs> yeah, that went real. that goes over real well when they do that. Hey, it worked with uh, Let It Die. Yeah, that was a digital game. That's something you would ship to retail. So we'll see. And and all, I enjoyed this. I I thought it was positive, and it makes me look forward to it continues Sony's trend of having really, really good game conferences. Yeah, for sure. All right. With that, there's other shit that happened. Let's go to the news. Jesus. All right, Joe, what else happened this week? All right, well, I guess the biggest news uh, since we last recorded would be that Sony revealed that they've sold over 50 million PlayStation 4s uh, worldwide, uh, which is a lot of PlayStation 4s. Was it enough to reclaim the number one spot for the month, or do you know? Uh, I believe this is separate from any such news. I don't know that those numbers are out just yet. Let me see what they, how many, uh, actually, yeah, that should be out by now. Give me, if you want to stall for time while I look that up, I can. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, Just... (laughs) This is a uh, you know great news for uh, Sony, who's been doing really well with the PS4 uh, sales since then. Uh, this puts it right on track to meet or even surpass the PS2 total sales going on right now. Uh, but yeah, they they've been they hit gold with uh, they hit the floor running with uh, the PlayStation 4 ever since you know that E3. Oh man, where they announced it a hundred bucks cheaper <laughs> and uh, no DRM restrictions. My God, they they just killed it. <laughs> all right, so here we go, November twenty sixteen. All right, so I guess even though so many things came out, uh, spending overall is down year over year, sir. Uh, Industry wide, um, let's see, hardware uh, seven hundred thirty two million dollars, uh, which is down thirty five percent over last year, which is crazy that was 1.12 billion dollars spent last year um so quite a quite a sizable decrease um what is happening right now <laughs> hold on a second all right so for whatever reason this webpage decided to start playing an ign video like i'm not even an ign all right <laughs> <laughs> um let's see console spending or uh, software spending is down 18 percent um but i guess the numbers that we care mostly about are hardware right uh hardware playstation 4 was the top selling console of the month yes uh, which i and new. <laughs> uh, uh, 
<laughs> with the extra with the extra skew, I guess, kind of helping them kind of get over the edge. Yeah, uh, I had a feeling that Pro. you know that dip maybe it was just people waiting or saving up for the Pro. Yeah, that very well could be. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, PlayStation Four is top selling hardware system in the months driven by the PlayStation. Or slim system. Uh, the SKU accrued for 30% of all hardware units uh, sold, according to this analyst here. Um, so pretty good. It's a nice chunk right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, there you go. I guess a lot of people are, are going ahead and grabbing the, the Pro. Um, in terms of software, let's see what the top selling uh, software was. Uh, number one was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. No I was surprise about there. To say, yeah. <laughs> uh, Battlefield 1 was number two. Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, number three and four. Um, respectively. Uh, Titanfall 2 at number 5, uh, NBA 2K17, Madden 17 at number 6 and 7, uh, Watch Dogs 2 at number 8, uh, Skyrim Special Edition, uh, or rather the, uh, that was number 9, it says uh, The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim doesn't differentiate uh, the Special Edition, uh, which is weird because, yeah, it says no digital sales counted for this game, uh, so I'm guessing maybe the PC version wasn't uh, included with that, uh, and then FIFA 17 rounds out the top 10. Um, Interesting month. Hmm. This is November? Yeah, this is last month. All right. You stall for time for a second. I'm going to look something up here. All right, sir. So, um, yeah, so interesting numbers there, I think. Uh, especially because... Well, especially with Titanfall 2, honestly. Uh, it kind of surprised me that it didn't even get to number five, considering that kind of that it kind of set it out to die, uh, releasing it between Call of Duty and Battle, its own Battlefield 1. Um, I'm surprised it got anyone to fucking buy it because that game was even cheap right after it released like with a black like on black friday it was like 30 35 bucks like immediately after release it's like shit um all right here we go uh these are it sounded like you included all the systems there what do you mean well this is the list i have here like you didn't even mention final fantasy well because yeah because it came out november 29th why would it, <laughs> it had two, day, two days to chart yeah but uh, how how was course it got in well i mean there was yeah but like not didn't sell enough to in two days to fucking chart well uh according to this and i'm on GameStop right now oh the best selling da, da, da. all right hey, uh, i know so, where you're going with this yeah because you see malcolm what they what they what this tracks is copies sold to customers not copies sold to fucking stores so when they when square enix is like on the first day like oh the best selling console like best selling final fantasy that we've ever done it's like yeah and that five million is impressive, sir. But that's five million to fucking retail. Uh, I see where you're going there, but uh, no, that's not where it's going. Sony has released its list of best-selling U.S. PSN games in November 2016, and uh, I got the list here. Here, and it's pretty similar. Call of Duty: Infinite Warfare at number one, and uh, as well as Battle, followed by Battlefield number one. Final Fantasy 15 made number three. Mm. Followed by Elder Scrolls V, and then Star Wars Battlefront, which I believe was on sale. A lot of these were on sale, actually, that, this past uh, Black Friday and all that. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V at number 6, Watch Dogs 2, 7, Overwatch at 8, FIFA 17, and uh, Far Cry Primal at number 10. There's more, but anyway, I, I just thought I'd mention that because you did mention that digital sales weren't included. So Not for all games. That was just for... Skyrim and Pokemon Sun and Moon. All right. Well, um, on the PSN, at least as far as the PSN store, which we are a PlayStation podcast, so that's valid. It, <laughs> in two days, it was able to make number three. So that's pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah. Digitally, anyway. <laughs> Digitally. Which is the new, what all the cool kids are doing, of course. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
when we see the December numbers, it'll, it'll be a much better representation of where that game actually sold. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see, especially with Christmas, my God. But then again, you could say the same thing about it. We'll see. All right, Joe, what else happened this month? Let's see. <laughs> uh, some very unfortunate news, because I don't know if you remember. This This... This fits a pattern, unfortunately, uh, but Crytek employees uh, say, have said that they are recently uh, that they are not being paid <laughs> by their bosses. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and um, this actually was a story a couple of years ago in 2014 as well uh, around, I believe, the I think I believe around the I, I want to say it was when Homefront the Revolution was the development of that was kind of getting underway um but yeah recently they 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 kind of some some employees recently reached out to some publications to say hey uh we're not being paid over here you want to maybe talk about that so we can fucking maybe get paid somewhere um yeah apparently and apparently it's something that's and it's not like oh they've missed like their our, our fucking pay for like november or whatever it's like apparently for some of their employees like it's been months uh or like weeks or even months uh since they've seen any payment for their work uh, so for lack of a better example, it's sort of like the situation that was going on in TNA for the longest time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Only there's no Billy Corgan figure here to, uh, presumably save the day to pay for a couple of tapings before he doesn't get paid. <laughs> uh, oh God, that mess. But anyway, oh, well, that, that sucks. I mean, it's kind of surprising because Crytek's been around for a while so you would think mm-hmm. that it treats its employees better but i guess not yeah um yeah it really does suck um because i mean fuck <laughs> i don't know it's hard, it's hard i mean it's hard to speak on it um uh, because i mean one crytek is way over there maybe in this country but <laughs> um and also two like not having any you know really no real stake in in that it's like it just there's an outsider like couldn't be more of an outsider perspective but like from here it's like man that sucks uh well, that's, uh, I mean, uh, I wish I had more to say on it, but, you know, what what else can you say other than that sucks? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. What else happened? Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, we got some, <laughs> some post, uh, experience news, uh, here. We've got, uh, Valkyria Revolution hitting PlayStation 4 and Vita, uh, in the spring of 2017. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this game a couple of times, uh, offhand before. Um, they, it was, it's called... Uh, Valkyria Azure Revolution over in Japan, uh, and uh, they've been working on that for a while. Um, there was no word on whether or not it was actually going to reach here uh, overseas, because as many people well know, especially fans of the series, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 3 never showed up here. Uh, only the first game, you know, the first game obviously was was a critical success here. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 2, though, uh, was relegated just to PSP. Uh, and as great as that game was, no one bought it because <laughs> what the fuck? It's a PSP game. Um, and then Valkyria Chronicles Three just released over there, and just never came over here. Um, you can play it uh, in a very roundabout way if you've got custom firmware on your PSP and want to download a translation patch for it. Uh, you can do all that legwork and, and get to play it. But uh, otherwise, uh, this will be the first new Valkyria game uh, in the series to hit American shores in a good long while, um, and um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's going to have completely different combat than what we're used to. Uh, if you've played the original games, uh, really? you know those. Yeah, those games have you know turn-based kind of tactical combat where it's like, all right, you've got like a little troop of of or a little unit of troops or whatever. It's like you know, like depending on the on the mission, either a handful or or like a dozen uh, different units to control. And you know, you go one by one. You like you move this guy here. You shoot an enemy, blam, and you take turns that way. Uh, this is going to be 
seems like a, a more uh, what is like active time system rather uh, instead of turn based. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm very cautiously optimistic <laughs> about that because it's like all right, um, yeah, like that that like the idea of just completely upending the, the the battle system, even though that was kind of what made that game kind of unique on its own and just kind of going, ah, let's just give everyone swords instead. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> kind of takes away from what the series was actually all about, mm. uh, I think. So I don't know. Um, I'll be inter- I'll be definitely keeping an eye on it for sure. Uh, but I have some doubts, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's a little weird that uh, they deviate from that. But to use uh, another example of that, a lot of people thought it was weird originally when Final Fantasy Tactics announced how they were going to go about things or Final Fantasy XV was going to go about things. But in terms of how the game plays, I haven't heard any complaints on either of those fronts. Mm-hmm. Though, uh, yeah, But yeah, you're right. It is very weird especially after three, what is it, three games into it and or two games into it and like, no, let's change, change it up. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, all the, all the combat that I've seen from it is all, is like, I mean, there's still guns in it. Um, and as a game that kind of replicates, that's kind of like this weird, like, anime alternate version of World War II, uh, take, kind of taking most of the guns out and giving everyone swords. Like, well, that's a weird trend to take, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, in this World War Two style game, or or this World War Two ish era game, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm hopeful, but yeah. All right. So what else happened this week? Uh, let's see. Um, Uncharted Four. Speaking of that, all this time, <laughs> uh, they just re- very recently um, released a new mode for the game. Uh, survival. It, yes, a survival mode, um, which is pretty much what you expect. Uh, it's it's a multiplayer. Or you can do it single player, but it's it's mostly multiplayer focus. Uh, you and or some friends uh, can basically hunker down in a spot and kind of fight off waves and waves of enemies, which is usually a lot of fun in the, in the games that that bother to include such a mode. Uh, like you know, like it's not it's not an original mode by any means. Like uh, Gears of War uh, was a very was probably the, the game that most popularized that that style of uh, mode. Uh, Mass Effect Three had a surprising amount of success with that. Uh, like I remember everyone. Through a shit phase, like, why are you putting multiplayer in this game? And then it came out. It's like this might be the best part of the game, <laughs> actually. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. It's nice that they included. It's it's a free update as well. It's not like some like it's not something that you have to pay for. Um, so hey, free shit, cool. All right, I also can't complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, from what I've heard about like the survival or endurance modes, uh, they usually go over pretty well. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, because I mean. All, all you, all you really need for those, for those types of modes to succeed is have a good core game to begin with, mm-hmm. and yeah, just throwing a few people in a spot and say, "Hey, hold the spot down for a while." Um, that usually goes pretty well. Yeah. All right. What else happened this month? <laughs> uh, let's see. We've. Um, let's see. I spoke a little bit about Hitman earlier. Um, one of the cool things about about that Hitman game um, is that, well, I mean, it's a gift and a curse, I guess. Uh, it, you, you have to keep the game connected online, which kind of sucks. But that allows them to update the game pretty pretty regularly with cool shit. Um, so like currently, what they've got going on is uh, they've got a new <laughs> they've got a new Christmas themed mission. Uh, and what they've done a lot over the course of the year since they released the game is like, oh, we've got these elusive elusive targets. Like these these are characters and missions that you have to take on and and complete within a short period of time. And, and if you don't, they're gone forever. Uh, like <laughs> like. Over the summer, I think they did one with Gary Busey. You had to kill Gary Busey in it, uh, which is pretty fun. Um, but this Christmas theme level, Malcolm, is is pretty spectacular in that the the targets 
are are clearly very clearly the two the the, the two burglars from Home Alone one and two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you got to kill the wet bandits or the sticky bandits, depending on which movie you're watching. Um, uh, they will be the wet bandits. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty good. That's good stuff. See, when you said the two from the Christmas movie, I was thinking you were going to do uh, Mortimer and the other guy from Trading Places. No. Uh, that that could be great. You have to break into their huge mansion and uh, <laughs> think about, oh, that would be great. You have to work <laughs> together with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> oh, could be a scene where you have to like dress up and hide in the train. <laughs> <laughs> Hitman's professional. He'd figure it out. <laughs> um, you know that Hitman, right? <laughs> what's that? You know his name is that actually Hitman, right? <laughs> I, what is it? Number... <laughs> it, he's Agent 47. 47, thank you. I was going to say 67, but that would have been ridiculous, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> it was something. Seven. All right. All right. It's... We should send that in to frickin' Square or whoever is doing uh, the Hitman series. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What else happened this month? Uh, let's see. Remember ukulele, Malcolm? Of course. <laughs> well, that kind of unbridled enthusiasm. Uh, ukulele uh, is finally getting a release date, uh, launching on April 11th, 2017. Um, for those who don't know, ukulele is... Uh, Kind of a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, in case you couldn't tell by the title. Uh, How long have we been waiting for that game now for? For a while, I think. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, like a Kickstarter, was it? Yeah, May 2015 is when, it, when, they, oh, when that started ran. Um, so... By the time it comes out, it's been a couple of years, but yeah, it's finally coming. It's coming real soon. Uh, if you were, <laughs> if you kickstarted the game and wanted to get that game on Wii U, that version has been canceled <laughs> with them. Um, shifting development to the switch uh but otherwise uh everything's plugging along as expected uh you know i'm sure have you been waiting for this one joe no okay i didn't didn't care for those banjo games uh yeah nuts and bolts i heard was pretty bad (laughs) i actually heard that one was really good but i mean the ones on n64 are are the games that these are when i said it was bad i mean it was bad (laughs) it's okay well, what was the one where you, it became a racing game for whatever the goddamn reason? I don't know. I think that I, was not the most. No, they. I mean, you could build cars, but like it wasn't like you weren't racing. You weren't racing, but the point was to, like, yeah, it was bad anyway. <laughs> oh. All right, well, hopefully this is good because you know, Act Two needs some competition, Joe. You know, Jesus, God help us. <laughs> Oh, what else happened? Uh, let's see. Interesting news if you've paid attention to racing games at all, Malcolm. Um, for those who haven't, <laughs> for those who've been paying attention to to racing games for any period of time, uh, I've usually noticed that hey, how come Porsches are only a Need for Speed game? <laughs> um, like occasionally they'll pop into series like like Forza or whatever as like DLC, but it's like you have you have to go pretty much way out of your way to to see anything like. Like, they have Porsches and other games, but they go, like, out of the way to, like, no, these are RUFs, roofs, uh, that are a company that basically buys Porsches and just completely guts them and, and makes them completely different. Uh, and then different enough to that they're considered a different manufacturer, even though it's still a Porsche on the outside. Uh, that's how the Grand Turismo's been getting around it all these years. Uh, but that exclusivity deal has finally ended uh, in 2017. So video games that are not Need for Speed can finally include... Uh, Porsches in them without going out of their way to include them as DLCs. You must be ecstatic right now. I am pretty happy about that, yeah. 
I would love to fucking drive a Porsche, a real Porsche, and fucking Gran Turismo for once. That'd be great. And of course, this is going to mean that the game's going to take even longer to come out now. But... Yeah, that was my. <laughs> that was that was the only thing I thought. I was like, ah, oh, shit. This is gonna... <laughs> another two years at least. Indeed. But hey, that's awesome. Good on uh, Porsche for getting ex- unexclusive there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What else happened? Let's see. Last thing I have here um, is if you were interested in playing PC games, Malcolm, and using your DualShock 4, um, you could usually do that before, but you had to download drivers and this like all all sorts of different little things. You had all these different hoops you had to jump through before uh, to get your DualShock playing on PC. But um, between the adapter that Sony released about a month ago, uh, the USB adapter that they released, and now this, where Steam is 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 given the DualShock 4 native support. Uh, so if, if you have the adapter or a USB or just a, or just a USB cable, you can very easily connect your DualShock 4 to your computer and play games on Steam, uh, plug and play, ready to go. Well, that is so, re- that is great. It is great. I love that P- my PS4 controller. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of my Stealthy Boxes controller, but aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is buried behind my entertainment center. Oh. Yep. Black sheep of the uh, PS4 family. It's like, <laughs> as soon as I bought that, uh, as soon as I bought that anniversary gray color uh, controller that, or to replace it into the shelf, it went, you know, <laughs> just to remind me us of a time where we got, <laughs> where we had that much. Of, oh, well. <laughs> um, well then <laughs> on that happy note alright well with that uh, we played some games in the time and we've chatted so let's take it to what we've been playing alright all right. so for starters I, I thought uh, we'd uh, begin with like a, a mobile game since you know I, I'm one of the guys who uh, will find those and uh, that I found. Have you heard of this game, Joe, called Sarah is Missing? No. All right. It's a, actually a very interesting one. Unfortunately, as of right now, believe it or not, it's only on Android. It's not on Apple. Oh. So uh, you, you need, I know. That's a switch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Seems and, ill-advised, but all right. It, and it's a very interesting horror sort of lost footage type style of game. Where you download the app and, or the game, and it's free, by the way. So, which actually surprises me. But then again, the the game you could wrap up in like half hour to forty five minutes. But essentially, the the crux of the game is you play yourself and you found this phone, and uh, it has like this uh, AI attached to it called Iris. Get it, Siri spelled backwards uh. <laughs> and uh you know as it opens up it uh starts to restore some uh footage some you know its memory from a uh, backup and basically iris uh reveals itself to you that you know it's a phone that belongs to a woman named sarah who you see like you know her background you see her her photos her videos are on there her emails and uh, Iris wants to find out what happened to her. And going through her past, her records and what have you, you try to, you're trying to figure out what exactly happened, what she was into, what happened at X, X time that led that uh, led to her disappearing. And it takes a lot of twists and turns. And uh, I, it, it was actually, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I enjoyed the experience of it, which I was able to do thanks to me keeping my galaxy s5 uh 
Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, how do you play this? <laughs> uh, you know, I enjoy, it takes a lot of twists and turns as you're trying to, like, figure out every step of the way. Uh, it does, uh, it, I, I don't want to reveal too much about the story, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's a half hour, 45 minute experience, and uh, it does uh, t- take uh, some twists and turns that, uh, which makes great use of the cell phone, like how we're used to it and how it's used to uh, like give you some jump scares and actually give you some really terrifying moments. And I'm very curious to see how one uh, reacts uh, when given to certain p- plot points of the game. And uh, once again, it's free, and uh, it's uh, not a long game at all. You know, If you have an hour-long lunch, you should be able to wrap it up well within that time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you have an Android, uh, definitely go check it out. Sarah is Missing is the name. Mm. All right. Uh, now, moving on. And, uh, I played, for the first time in ages, Call of Duty, as I played Call of Duty <laughs> Infinite. which. Yeah, and did you get you got a chance to play this one too, right? Yeah, I played through it. Awesome. I played through uh quite a few missions, uh enough that I killed Connor McGregor, which <laughs> so not very not that far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, I was impressed with uh, what I saw. Like, and I'll be speaking uh, for my part of the review mainly as a layman, as it comes to the, the series. Like, I, I can understand why people enjoy this so much. Like, there's so much action going on the screen, which you know I assume is pretty nor- par for the course with these games. Uh, essentially, the the game game begins with this space mission, which goes back home, which leads to. This and this is just like the first two stages, but it leads to this big intergalactic attack on the Earth, to which you you know go up and you have to do something about it, you and your team and what have you, and it leads to like some really really interesting set pieces. Like I remember playing in, playing on that mission on Earth, and at one point a freaking space carrier crashes into the ocean, which causes <laughs> like the streets to like flood with water and what have you. And the whole time you're fighting against all the, like, these droids and uh, all these, like, resist, uh, not really resist, whatever you would call them, these militia guys. And uh, the action uh, was really, really cool. I enjoyed, uh, I mean, it's a typical uh, shooter layout, but something I did not know, as Joe corrected me on a previous episode, was the whole cooking the grenade aspect of it. (laughs) Which, which, you know, you typically don't do in other shooter games. You just press you know l2 and you throw a grenade and that's that <laughs> i feel that you do it with great regularity but all right or, or like, well what other games do you do it with like any other first person shooter that i've ever played borderlands probably yeah no you don't do it in borderlands <laughs> if, if it doesn't include it i would be you don't I'm do like, it in that, resistance those like those are all design oversights at this point yeah you don't do it in kill zone that's <laughs> <laughs> in every you game you don't you don't know <laughs> but anyway so that was an interesting i like all the futuristic weapons like there's one that's a sniper rifle that actually breaks apart into two pistols that you can do like a double time shot with you know to get a lot of bullets off uh there there was of course uh this i believe it was called the seeker grenade yeah where it was just like finds people and will like jump on them and if you cook it just well enough you know it'll explode just as it grabs onto the dude's chest and kill like a ton of people <laughs> right uh and that was something i enjoyed in the game too was uh because if during the game 
if you pick up a weapon you've never held before, it'll like scan into your inventory. So right. you can decide to bring that into future games, which like anytime I would clear like a room full of enemies, I would like go through and start picking up their weapons to see if I get the scan animation. If I do, it was like, all right, awesome. I wonder what the fuck this does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, en I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's got a great cast too. You know, it's going on uh, Hideo Kojima and the games that they that you know was talking about how he was a cast. Uh, it's got Conor McGregor, as they said. Uh, was it Kit Harrington? Is that the name of uh, Jon Snow? Correct, sir. Thank you. And uh, few and a few other and the actors are just in general really good. Uh, by the way, I I thought that in the time that I saw Jon Snow, which is not his name. <laughs> <laughs> that is not his name in game. Not his name at all. <laughs> uh, but the time I saw, I thought he did like a really good job of like making you feel like, okay, I need to bring this guy down. This guy's lost. It. <laughs> but but, but the, the action's really good. The space battles are very interesting. And they're interesting though. You know, can be a little troublesome. Like I remember, like in the first space battle, I died like multiple times, and that was because I kept uh, missing. I kept missing the notification that shoot L1 to shoot the flares, which uh, are a very important part of in the space battles. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, they were constructed and looked magnificent. Uh, I actually hope that Infinite Warfare, you know, does come back because I did. I do like the idea of fighting off in space and what have you, and the way it feels. You're the captain of the. Sh you become the captain of the ship, and you're in charge of like this group of people to take down Jon Snow and his team of dire wolves, and what have you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, in general, I I really enjoyed it. And if it wasn't for the fact that. 15 jet like literally came out just a few weeks after you know i'd still be playing it uh unfortunately i haven't had a chance to play modern warfare which joe has mentioned a few times as a masterpiece so uh, i look forward to that yeah i i do like this new thing where buy this game and 20 bucks more get another completely <laughs> full game i i do hope they keep doing it. uh but i enjoyed it uh i i don't understand maybe it's because i haven't played all the call of duties before or, but <laughs> i, I don't gotta get that gotta get that really core story <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's uh that I'm missing that piece with kevin spacey i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> hey which was also a really good game it was yeah well it's it had kevin spacey <laughs> I love Kevin Spacey. But yeah, when I saw the reports that it hadn't sold that well, you know, like I felt I did feel bad because I thought it was a good game and uh, I just thought it, it it deserves better, but then again, but then a few weeks later I read it was number 1 in MPD, so go figure. <laughs> yeah, it's just fine. Yeah, it there's going to be a Call of Duty next year, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, but uh yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, what what did you feel about it, Joe? Um yeah, like I think it was a great return to form for Infinity Ward, who's a developer on this year's game. Um like the last one they did was three years ago with uh Ghosts, which launched with the PS4 and Xbox One and for all intents and purposes, no one liked <laughs> um in any capacity. The multiplayer sucked, the story sucked, like it's like one of the first games in a while that they that didn't have like its own like sequel as it as it were, like, you know, black Black Ops had, is is its own thing, uh, you know the if the the Modern Warfare obviously it was its own series kind of within a series. Uh, Advanced Warfare did well enough that I think that would probably get its own sequel as well. Um, but yeah, Ghosts is just a game that no one wanted any more of. <laughs> like right right after it came out, it's like no this this should be this should be it for this game. Um, so it's nice for them to come back strong with with Infinite Warfare. Um, 
like I like those dog fighting sequences. Uh, those I thought those were a lot of fun. Um, like all the side missions in the, in the in those games are are pretty good. Like there's there's a few core missions, you know, on the galaxy map or whatever, and then all the side missions where you do all the dog fighting and, and all all the random stuff to basically take down all the all the generals and lieutenants uh, from Jon Snow's army, basically. Um, and those are a lot of fun. Those are all like all the scenarios in each of those is varied enough where it's, it's worth going through all of them uh, to complete them all and. Yeah, like even like even the even like I've heard a lot of people talking about it and it's something I agree with a lot. Like even the credit sequence is really great. Um because, you know, like as as you would expect that as that game ramps up, like a lot of people start dying in that game. Um and what happens at the end sequence and during the credits is that like all of their portraits start kind of popping up on the sides of, of the credit sequence and you click on each of the each of their faces and it's like oh they've all pre-recorded the message to their loved ones in case something happens to them on, 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 the, on the field and you play them it's like oh wow like this is actually a really heartfelt thing and it's like it kind of makes you feel for like a lot of these characters that you know you'll never see again because they died <laughs> it's like oh man fuck and it kind of it kind of gives you like an appreciation for what like i feel like I, it gets kind of lost uh, uh in translation as as these games get more and more bombastic but it's like oh yeah like a, a like a unit with like a commanding officer and all that like you, that, you would expect that to be a tight knit group or whatever. It's like the, like losing those people should feel terrible. Mm. Uh, and this and like for the first time in a while, it's like yeah, this actually does like it. It's like yeah, it did suck to lose that person. <laughs> and like and being able to see like oh like to like to see who they thought of as most important in like their I guess like who like who they who they would record a message to in case something like happened to them. It's like oh like it's a really it's a surprisingly great like story window like a window to these characters it's like oh man i haven't seen this in a call of duty game in a while uh so yeah it's like this is actually yeah it's, yeah it's, it's a really fucking good game is what i'm getting at Definitely. and i i feel like it was very much worth the money to get it for the 79 dot yeah get that what was it, the legacy that gets you both games so right yeah the legacy yeah. so yeah i i de- definite thumbs up they might have me next year too and uh just wanted to say joe you were right Thank you very hey. much for uh, <laughs> thank you very much for recommending that I get this game way back when we did E3. I am going to isolate that part of the show where you said I was right, and I and it'll be your and notification it'll... for when you get text messages. Exactly. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. Have fun. Uh, and then finally, and which bring for myself anyway, and uh, this is one that you cover too, uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, mm-hmm. And it sounds like we're going to have very different interpretations of it. Now, I want to stress, even though that there's, from the sounds of it, there's only a five hour difference in uh, playtime between me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, while he uh, just made a straight on beeline right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forty-five hour beeline, as it were. It's like, hey, me, I, I, oh god, but uh, I, uh, I did a lot of the side quests, as he said, to you know get to get where I am. In fact, uh, a small, ch- a very, very small portion of it was getting the Ultima Blade at Chapter Three, which I'm quite proud of. I might add, and that's one of the best swords in the game. Goddamn. Uh, but I'll just go on on how I felt on this. Uh, I love this game. It was uh, excellent. I, I was a little apprehensive about it. Um, and, you know, they are, this game isn't perfect, despite the fact that overall I'm going to recommend it. Uh, I will say that 
while it may not be necessary entirely, I, I do believe it's it helps out quite a bit if you watched Brotherhood and watched uh, the movie Kingsclave. Which, by the way, Joe, did you ever get a chance to watch that movie? I haven't watched Kingsclave yet, but I've been watching the Brotherhood stuff. Like after I started this, hmm. um, and <laughs> it it's honestly it's kind of like like those like I've only watched the first three of those out of the five um and it's disappointing that you don't get that character development within the game itself cuz like those those episodes are really fucking good yeah aren't i know i was quite surprised yeah, by and how good they were i was like where's any of this character development in the game though it's like i like i like that would have been such a cool thing to learn about prompto in the game or about gladio in the game or about ignis in the game like i don't like, know if- I don't know if you got this, but did you get the motel scene between uh, Noctis and uh, Prompto? Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen the second episode of Brotherhood, it's... Which I had had not when it happened to me. Yeah. It's it's not as impactful. Like, you don't... It makes zero sense. I was like, okay, big deal. (laughs) You were a dork, so I was like, move on. And, and, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give you that, like... It it the game rely it seems to rely on you quite a bit on you know basically studying up on the game before in the ten years before the game <laughs> came out. Uh, like if this was a standard Final Fantasy game, we probably would have gotten a freaking ten minute cutscene to go with it. <laughs> which at the same time, I feel like some people would have been detrimental about. But I digress. You're right. It, it in the game it is lacking stuff. To a point that the developers have come out and said that in future patches they are <laughs> going to be they are going to be adding uh, more cutscenes and what have you uh, to Chapter Thirteen, especially which oh one, which one, once again I haven't gotten to, but I, I have not been hearing good things about. And uh, it's the fucking pits, Malcolm. So story wise, it's it sounds like the game is quite confusing. Uh, <laughs> now, in the three chapters I've played, uh, I've enjoyed it quite immensely, uh, and uh, that's where I guess primarily I'll be talking to my experience, and that is the gameplay and how the game plays. Uh, the combat is fun. I like. I know a lot of people, especially my wife, was very uh, <laughs> what. Why? A little more out there for it. Why? <laughs> Was ve- is very hesitant on that game, mainly because uh, you know it's different. It's not t- even though you can turn on wait mode, it's not the traditional wait mode or taking turns with the combat. Which you know, in my opinion, we we've had this talk talk before. You know, like if it makes the game better, then go for it. And I thought it it really made the game better. I, I enjoy like. A lot of the fight th- scenes felt like something out of a movie or like when you're seeing those cut scenes of the hero doing something awesome and uh, in the game bat and uh, you're like, I wish I could do that in a regular fight. Like, <laughs> and, but lo and behold, you can do that too. Like I was doing a fight scene against like, uh, s- like some uh, soldiers, which are Magitech soldiers and I struck one from behind and and uh, as we're fighting Gladio and I are taking pot shots out and Gladio it was actually kind of reminiscent of that that scene uh, where it was Iron Man and Winter Soldier versus Captain America where they were like passing the shield while using it to attack to each other to like do more damage like like prompto would shoot with the gun then toss it behind the soldier I would grab it and then you know shoot him in the back of the head with it and it was like holy shit that's awesome 
or in like, and there's also some really, really sweet moves between Claudio and Ignis that I thought were really, really awesome as well. Like the fighting is just great and it just flows so well in my opinion. I, I enjoyed uh, the uh, chaoticness of the fights, but disp- as chaotic as it is, don't think that you're just going to go in there, hold down circle, and that's going to be the game for you. No, no. You're going to need, trust me, you're going to need some strategy to get through some of these guys. And uh, that strategy is still there for how to deal with uh, a lot of the enemies, including the bosses. There are some enemies that just fucked me up that to a point where I had to flee. <laughs> so uh, the, the combat is really, really, really great. Uh, I love the interaction between all the characters. Um, I will give you, because I'm sure Joe will bring it up, uh, some of the repertoire, <laughs> repertoire does get repeated. And when you, when you play a game for 40-plus hours, you know, that's inevitable. <laughs> However, I did enjoy the interplay back and forth or the, between between the characters like i i feel like especially having seen brotherhood which i get guess in a sense is very unfair for me to include that in the overall story and presentation but that's it i still count it and uh the as the characters are played off i really like them and something that my wife gets on the game's case about was the fact that there's only four characters. Because, you know, she argues that a big part (laughs) of Final Fantasy is that you have, like, this gigantic group of characters and uh, you should be able to choose between them and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, it feels like they're just getting lazy. And this is how I see it. This is, you know, like, I love Final Fantasy VII, but I'll be frank with you. I barely use most of the cast there. <laughs> Here. You want to bake on Red 13 or uh... not really? That's, <laughs> that's Sandra's favorite character, but you have it. I was pretty cool with not using him. Like once I got Vincent, it was me, Cloud, and uh, excuse me, it was Sid, Cloud, and Vincent. That was my three, and that's who I used primarily for the rest of the game, unless I was forced to, which is like essentially that's true with any of the Final Fantasy, like. That robust cast is great, but let's be frank. You're not going to use most of them. Who used Kate Sith? Who wanted to use Kate Sith? Who wanted to use Queena, Freya, Amaranth, or from 9, or, or freaking Irvin from <laughs> from 8? I mean, you picked your, t- your three or four characters, and that was your team. And everyone else, you know, they just basically hung out in the background and cutscenes. <laughs> what I like in the direction that they went to is it basic by saying, like, these are your four guys. They're with you at all time, And they're going to be with you in all times and all fights. It made me get into, like, essentially get to know these characters, see uh, these characters together at all times. So I care about them more. And it would allow the game to focus more on it, which I say from only playing number three, but apparently they dropped the ball quite a bit as Joe's going to uh, (laughs) to let us know about. But in the time that I've seen him both through Brotherhood and through this game, like I enjoy the student teacher relationship between Gladio and uh, Noctis. I enjoy the friendship between Prompto and Noctis and that scene on the motel roof with Prompto, as a guy who's adopted, that really spoke volumes to me because that's pretty much what it's like, especially when you're talking to the full-blooded uh, kids of the parents there. So uh, I, I totally hear where he's come from. It may not be in the same thing, 
same vein, but you know, that it really spoke to me. So it like Prompto got so many cool points with me just from being like the happy go lucky guy. It's like, Oh, holy shit. You're going through some shit. man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Ignis, here's the thing that pisses me off. Everyone hates Ignis that from like whatever podcast I I listen to. (laughs) I like Ignis. I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm relieved <laughs> to hear that because I've been <laughs> like, like I love when I buy some random shit and like I leave the shop. He's like, I've got it. <laughs> like, what is it? A new recipe. <laughs> like his accent is so ridiculous. I love it so much. Well, he's the Giles of the group, right? There. <laughs> a new recipe. And, and I, as a guy who likes cooking, that's exactly what it's like. You'll just be in the <laughs> store one day, like. Either you uh, try something, or you'll like uh, see, get an ingredient, and you're like, "That's it." <laughs> it's, it's just like that. Uh, by the way, as a guy who like loves cooking, I truly enjoy <laughs> his whole cooking aspect and how he like just loves to go out there and find new recipes and what have you. Uh, but I, I I enjoy him, and on top of that, I've been the Ignis in many groups where, you know, he's kind of the leader being the tactician and whatnot, but you know, it's Noctis who's recognized as the leader. I, it was the same way in that wrestling club that I ran, that I was a part of for the longest time where, you know, Damien was pretty much the leader, but I was the guy booking and creating all the matches and doing a lot of the organization. But you know, that's, you know, I, you're not the leader. So I, I recognize to a fault. And like, he knows his role, like, and there's no shame in being like the number two of a, like in many instances without that number two, that number one doesn't have a group. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I do. I, I like, I like him a lot. I love his abilities, especially since most of them are like towards helping the group or giving bonuses, stat bonuses to the group or what have you. And plus, he uses a lance, so he's actually part dragoon. So I really enjoy that too. <laughs> oh man! So I, I really do love this cast of characters. This is probably one of my top, if not the top, uh, r- groups ever for me. Like I could the only I could only see seven and ten contending with them as far as like my heartstrings on how much I love this and their <laughs> stuff together. Um, I, I enjoy uh, a lot of it. Like the music is really good, even though. Oh, uh, when you're walking around, I noticed there's some parts where there's not a lot of music playing, and yeah, which is very weird. Like, cause the, it was like there was music nonstop in episode desk guy, mm-hmm. but I, I'm guessing, and because uh, you know they sell an MP3 player, believe it or not, that you use in game <laughs> yeah. to listen to the songs you've collected. So maybe they're assuming you're going to be doing that, but it was very weird. Uh, but when you do hear the music, it is spot on. It is very epic. It feels great. Um, I do enjoy the uh, something I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I have. And if you follow me on Facebook, you know what I'm about to say. But Prompto's photography ability. <laughs> like, I, I didn't think much of it. It was like, okay, whatever. It's giving him some personality. But no, it actually makes it really easy to like share some scenes from the video game on top of that and he gets like really i hate to say he gets really good shots <laughs> it's like i've seen there's some like really good fight scenes that i've shit put up and shared and uh you know i like it makes sharing aspects of the game really easy and uh my friends have been taking advantage of it too and and uh yeah i've really enjoyed it like all their aspects are actually do a great job helping out. Gladio will find like extra objects. Like I just got him to find Phoenix downs now. Oh, so that's awesome. 
I really pre which trust me because Phoenix Downs are like a thousand gil, goddammit. But uh, <laughs> uh, of course, Ignis's uh, ability of cooking helps out tremendously as it gives you bonus stats and what have you. Even though a lot of time I find myself going to hotels just for the extra experience points. Right. And uh, I just talked, I talked about Prompto already. Uh, Noctis's fishing skill caught me off guard. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I have. Like, it is, <laughs> if they released just like a mini game of just fishing, I'd probably be into that. But they, they pretty much nail it. Like, I, I've, fished like a handful of times but like the patience the try not to snap your reel using you know playing with the lure to try to get fishes to bite uh the directional prompts that you need to press it's all there in real fishing but uh but i I enjoyed it quite a bit and i i felt like some real accomplishment finding getting like those tough to get fishes and what happened so and uh as far as the uh the side missions uh while i have enjoyed it i will concede that yeah they're a lot of them are kind of kind of the same they do different <laughs> yeah, it's mainly you know kill this or find this if you know if you want to be super layman about it but uh, uh that's uh, generally what it is but i you know i have fun each and every time i because usually it's like a, a new enemy that i haven't uh, seen before or that i'll be facing off against or something interesting like uh i have to find like bear traps that are hidden all over this thing so that this guy can hit that one yeah, it, it's impossible to see. if it wasn't for those like <laughs> lines that appear above them when you get close enough they'd be impossible to see yeah friggin and uh, i will concede the camera can be a son of a bitch a lot of the times it too. sucks oh like there was this uh did you ever go on the hunt called the last spirit horn no <laughs> well that one's uh handy because that's where you get the sturdy helix horn which enables you to make the ultimate blade but the thing is it's surrounded by bushes this uh, area where you find them and i'll att- as soon as i'll attack one the camera will like move to behind the bush so now I can't see. And it would do that repeatedly no matter how many times I would, like, move the camera again. It was a tremendous hassle. Oh, feels like if I'm ever in a field, like, if I'm fighting a bunch of people in the field, like, as much as I try to take them to, like, the most open part of the field as I can, like, they'll somehow gravitate to a fucking group of trees or bushes. Like, ha let's fight here instead. It's like, no, I can't see shit. <laughs> Like, come back here. God, um, I hate the camera. No, I said I hate the camera so much. Oh, uh, as far as how they handle magic, uh, I both like it and dislike it at the same time. Like, I like the idea of it tr- being treated like this big area effect. And I even like the fact that it can hurt your party members. So you have to be really, really careful. Like, you can have this super amazing uh, spell, but you want to be careful because you don't want to kill your own guys, which... Guys who I now care about because of how much I've been following the the game like I have. Uh, And and at the same time, it sort of makes you not want to use it at the same time. Like, I've never been big in grenades in uh, first-person shooters. So unless, uh, you know, it's, like, really, really serious or there's, like, a spell where it actually gives you experience just simply for using the move, which is, (laughs) trust me, it, it really helps helps uh at the same yeah, at the same time it sort of like makes me like you know resist the urge to do it by the way do not give uh your as much as i love them do not give your party members spells no especially prompto he's an idiot with spells and <laughs> <laughs> 
I gave him Thundera. It was the worst mistake I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I do like love the game. Uh, I have I, like I, I'm still in chapter three. I haven't even gotten Titan yet, and uh, which I'm going to which I'm going to do soon because I'm getting really sick of Noctis complaining about headaches. Because <laughs> that's, that's not that's uh, not adorable. Oh god, so, yeah, yeah. Shut like, the fuck up. <laughs> oh. This, it's cold out here. It's warm out here. Take your jacket off. <laughs> Get used to hearing that. I, which I do appreciate and don't appreciate because if you do take the jacket off, he b- stops bitching about it being warm. <laughs> yeah. So and depending on what you're wearing or not wearing, you have different stats too. So. It, yeah, right. Exactly. Now, do you get other clothes other than those four? By the way. Nope. Oh my god. Nope. 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 So you know what that means. <laughs> what that? That's going to be DLC. <laughs> Problem. And that's disappointing because I thought you'd be able to accessorize them a little bit more. I thought so too. But I, mean, I guess they're really big on the in that black clothes, which once again I don't have an issue with because I thought I, you're always going to remember the the Final Fantasy group that was all in black. <laughs> <laughs> that makes them stand out pretty well. But uh, so far, I enjoy it. Uh, I here, here's the weird part because especially after you know, I have to acknowledge all the stuff I've heard about, especially Chapter Thirteen. So, <sighs> So I personally would say, you know, that it, I think it is worth the full price. However, you may want to wait till at least that patch comes out that uh, fixes it, which is a shame to hear after 10 years. But uh, <laughs> I, I can't say that I hated my experience with it either. But uh, anyway, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, Joe, what, what's your experience been like? Uh, I mean, my experience with the game has been largely positive, like is as repetitive as as the open as the as the side missions are um you know kind of hanging out with like in as in as barren as it is in terms of like character development like it's like you only get you get like the smallest windows into like what makes these characters tick like you get to see them bounce off of each other and that's really a lot of fun like i love like i love like they're they're a fun group of friends you know like you know like seeing like and and seeing and you know and camping and all that you know, seeing all the pictures between between days or whatever, like that, that really went a really long way of getting me to really like the group of people. I uh, I do give them credit on that. Like those instances you're talking about really come as genuine, and like it's like stupid shit. Like there there was time we we're doing camping, and Prompto's like, "All right, buddy, let's play." What was it? Last night or whatever that is. Yeah, whatever game that they play. It's like, oh, I'm going to fucking kick you. And Noctis is like, oh, you're going down, buddy. And Gladio's like, all right, let's give it a go. And then you see the scene, and they're on their phones playing the video game. <laughs> yeah, like, it's dorky, but it's fun. It's like, it's, it's like between all that stuff, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's a, like, the game is fun. Like, it's super fun. Um, like, the combat, like, is, like, as Malcolm has already described, like, it's, it's really fun, I think. Um, like, it, it's just, like, it, I just hate that the, the side stuff is, is so repetitive. Uh, like, I, like, I feel like that would have, like, those would have been, like, really great opportunities to, to kind of, like, develop the characters. Like, like, a lot of the stuff that was in the Brotherhood stuff, uh, or in the Brotherhood, like, anime, like, that could have been, like, 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 on your car rides between fucking places or whatever. Like, maybe put some of that in there, or, like, make some of the side missions revolve some, around some of that stuff like instead of just hey i have a garden i have a farm over there want to grab some fucking garlic for me <laughs> fucking no <laughs> well i'll give you four thousand xp why i fucking guess <laughs> uh, I, I do I appreciate guess. it like those missions will actually like lower the prices at those stores and what have you yeah which... i guess that's fine but it's like like if it wasn't for the fact that those side missions give you so much xp for the most menial fucking tasks i wouldn't have done any of them beyond a couple of them after i realized 
how shallow they are. Um, and, like, it's crazy to think that, like, I still put, like, 30 hours into, like, the open, like, 35 hours in, into the open world, I get Like, because those first couple of chapters are, are, like, there's a lot of hours that you sing into them, like, the first three chapters or whatever. Like, it was, like, 20 hours before I got to see, like, chapter four or whatever. Uh, and then you reach a point where, like, the chapters start coming hard and fast or whatever. It's like, oh, this was a one-hour chapter or a 90-minute chapter. Like, like there was only, like, a few hours between, like, chapters 7 and 13. Uh, and a large, large part of that is because, like, I was like, oh, you're going to leave the open world for a while. Are you sure you want to proceed before tying anything up? I was like, eh. Like, I could go on some of these hunts or whatever or go through some of these missions or these side missions. It's like, but I'd really rather just see what else this game has to offer at this point. I will say uh, I did enjoy the hunts just simply for the extra stuff that you can get. It's just, it's something to do. Yeah, I mean, I wish they offered more XP, though, beyond whatever you get for killing the monster. Uh, yeah, especially on replays and what have you. Yeah, it's like, eh, I really wish it would have been more than just, like, some mega elixir or whatever. <laughs> um, and, like, 5,000 gil or whatever they give you. Um, but, yeah, like, like overall, like, all the stuff before, <laughs> before Chapter 13 is really fucking cool and good. Like, I... Like, I really, really like playing that game. Like, I only, quote-unquote, only put 35 hours into that open-world stuff <laughs> <laughs> before I moved on. Uh, but, yeah, like, and then Chapter 13 comes, and it fucking just takes everything that you that makes the game fun or special and unique and cool and just rips it away. It's like, well, here you go. Here's none of that. It's like, let's put you in the fucking warehouse, basically, and have you trudge through these hallways, and now here's a stealth section. What? Why? <laughs> none of your friends are here. None of your powers, none of your weapons. What the fuck? And it's like two or three hours of that shit. It's like, this is terrible. Whose idea was this? Yeah. Like, it it falls off such a cliff, like, so fast. Like, it's like, who fucking thought this was going to be a good idea? Like, I read what they thought about patching into it or whatever. It's like, that's not going to fix this. <laughs> like, it's not going to make this not stupid and terrible and, like, a waste of time. Like, the only reason I'm, like, like if it wasn't for the fact that I'm, like, <laughs> that... I know that by the end of the game, I'll be able to go back to the open world even after you beat it. Like, I would have just stopped it right fucking there and said, no, <laughs> no, that'll do. But because, like, I'll be able to go back to the open world and do, and kind of tie up some of the, you know, trophies or whatever. It's like, all right, I guess I'll fucking go through this for five hours. Uh, yeah. But man, it's like, I don't get it. It's like, I don't like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, like, there's. Like, there's a story reason behind some of it or whatever, but it's like, but do you really have to stretch it out for this fucking long? Mm. Uh, I gotta ask, what did you feel of the product placement? Uh, with, the ex- <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of the cup of noodles, like, I thought they kept it otherwise pretty hidden, like, uh, the camping <laughs> equipment that they use is from Coleman's, but I only found that out because I was really looking, but uh, the cup of noodles is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I actually, I, I found it hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I found it hilarious, honestly. Like the Coleman stuff, I think was I think I found it a little bit more blatant than you did. <laughs> like I, really? I, okay. I saw that pretty immediately. They don't kind of sh- they kind of don't shy away from that at all. Like, oh, really? Every single piece of equipment is Coleman, huh? Like even the food he prepares is on Coleman plates. Like he bought it to get all these fine spices and Coleman <laughs> makes plates. They they have logos on the plates, man. Oh, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> but, replay the game and find. Out. But it's, but it's hilarious. Like fucking. Ignis, so like go like you go through all this trouble to get all these fine meats and herbs and spices and all this shit and you'll fucking throw it on a plastic Coleman plate. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but like even the cup noodles uh thing, like there's a whole mission there's a side mission revolve revolving around you getting extra meat to throw 
in your cup noodles for fucking Glado. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've gotten to that mission, Malcolm. Which one? There is a there's a cup noodles side mission. Oh yeah, I, I've gotten to the truck. It hasn't given me a mission yet. Oh my god, you 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 can't you you make camp I think or I forget what it is. You you basically tell them what kind of meat you think would go, what kind of ingredient would go best to to really put that great cup noodles flavor over the top. <laughs> And and you did, like I told him, oh, I love steak. He's like, okay, cool. We'll go fucking kill this giant fucking steak monster, basically. Steak monster. I forget. I forget what the actual name of the fucking thing it's is. Become called. a summon afterwards. <laughs> steak but, monster. <laughs> but but you 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 make camp near it. You kill you no. You kill it and then you make camp near it to cook the food and put it in your cup noodles and like like I don't know if you ever watched like Arrested Development, Malcolm. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but like. Uh, but like, there's a lot of like hilarious like fucking product placement that they do. Like, I think ironically, like they have that whole Burger King bit or whatever. Mm. <laughs> like, Burger King is a swell restaurant, and then Ron Howard as the narrator is like, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I found it like on that level of irony and hilarity. Like, I, like I wasn't mad at it at all. Like, I think it was like it's it's just the correct level of fucking absurd for it to like not be upsetting. <laughs> like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Cup noodles, everyone. Oh, yeah. Like, why is cup noodles of all things so fucking prominent in this game? It's like, whatever. It's Do you think that, that was its way of making the same joke? Like, just going, making it a full-on mission and just going full <laughs> fucking over the top. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what that. Like at first, I was like, yeah, this is dorky and dumb. But like doing the mission is like, all right, this is kind of like this is like nearing an arrested development level of like comedy with the product placement, or like, or like, or or, or, or if you ever watch Community, Malcolm? Mm-hmm. Like they have that one episode where the one where what a transfer student comes and his name is Subway. <laughs> <laughs> and his only reason for enrolling in the school is as 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 guerrilla marketing for Subway. <laughs> and they talk of they spend the whole episode making fun of how stupid it is that there's a guy named Subway and like while but they spend twenty minutes saying Subway over and over. It's like what the fuck. And then, and then in the last of, and then in the last season uh, that just came out on uh, on Hulu, they do the same thing with the same guy. Only he changed his name from <laughs> he changes his name from fucking Subway. Now all he does is still Honda CRVs. <laughs> like the Honda CRV is such a sensible vehicle. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I found it on that level of thing yeah. of uh, of kind of like comedy almost. It was fine. I liked it. Yeah. And uh, I am interested for the DLC since I did buy the digital premium edition. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the only thing that bugs me. It's like, are, like, are they going to make, because knowing what I knew about, like knowing now, like I, like I knew what that DLC was, but like I didn't have any connection to the characters or like knew even who, which ones are, <laughs> which one was which, because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now that I know, it's like, oh. Like, it feels like that DLC could have been, like, what they could have done, like, within the game itself. Like, yeah, that sounds like really good character development stuff that should have been. Yeah, I mean, I'm, kind, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, they said that uh, not that Prompto's episode would be more like a third-person shooter and uh, Gladio would be, like, this heavy combat game and uh, Ignis was going to be more of a tactical approach. Or <laughs> Ignis is going to be a cooking mama. <laughs> cooking mama. <laughs> diner dash <laughs> uh but anyway um two things i just wanted to say wrap up before you give your final thoughts here uh the character of noctis i really enjoyed him and uh it's a shame because i feel like a lot of people are going to look at him and just be like oh what the who the hell is this sasuke motherfucker or whatever <laughs> he is my least favorite in the group oh 
by far. Like he has, he's like the least interesting one to me. Like he has like if it wasn't for the fact that he liked fishing, I would know nothing about like what he cares about at all. Uh, as a believe it or not, a huge introvert like me, like I get Noctis entirely. I mean, I think a lot of people are just going to say like, oh, he's just a dick who doesn't like talking. Like, no, he's a guy who just doesn't like talking. <laughs> it's like that—that that is a personality type. You like prompto. You know, he it's a he talks a lot and that's okay. And uh, Noctis is sort of the strong silent type who just says what's necessary when it comes down to it. And yeah, he's a little whiny, but a lot of Final <laughs> Fantasy characters are a little whiny. But I I liked him quite a bit. Uh, so far, I'm digging uh, the story of you know, like I felt for him in that moment. He like by the way, sc- speaking once again of like moments that don't mean quite as much if you haven't seen the movie or if you haven't seen any of the leading the stuff leading up. If you haven't seen Kingsclave, which uh, if you've seen the movie Kingsclave, I should say, that opening scene between Regis and Noctis at the very start of the game gets a, a lot more emotional. Let's just say. Hey, <laughs> okay. Because like, he's a scent, like, you can read a lot more into Regis's body language, and you, and you know that he knows that this is essentially him the last time he's going to see his son, mm. which makes that, like, much more significant. But uh, I really like Noctis. I like the... The fact that you can use any weapon with him, which I know is not part of his personality, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I like him because he's a gun rack. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I do I like I see a lot of myself in Noctis, so I I enjoy the character in that level. And something else I'll give kudos for is uh, the this game also has a tremendous post game to it. Like uh, throughout the game, there are like these doors that you see in these dungeons that are blocked off but you don't know know how how to open them or why until you finish the game and then suddenly you can explore those and you get like all these like high level raids where you can find really amazing weapons and whatnot or you can fight the adamantoys that gigantic <laughs> turtle rock mountain creature that uh, Conan O'Brien didn't know what the fuck to do with and uh, <laughs> and creators of evolve <laughs> and you can uh, also uh, fight all these legendary beasts, which include these uh, creatures called Tonberry Knights, which is essentially Yoda from uh, Episode 2, <laughs> which uh, you know, they even got friggin' lightsabers. They're actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the, That's another thing I got to give credit for. The enemies and the design of the set enemies and how they act and what have you is really breathes new life into them. Like, they made goblins freaking terrifying, or excuse me, imps freaking terrifying right now. And, you know, like, coming across a Marlboro would look to be, because, like, you know, I did watch some YouTube videos, was like the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm, I'm still thinking, how the hell am I going to kill that? <laughs> oh, man. Very, very annoyingly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, there's going to be strategy, so... Uh, but anyway, Joe, what are some of your th- final thoughts on the game here? Well, I don't want to say final thoughts because I still going to keep playing it. Oh, um, okay, okay. And I'm I not... thought you beat it. Okay. No, I haven't beaten it yet. Um, I'm still, <laughs> I'm in the middle of chapter 13 still, fucking pondering why this happened. <laughs> this, like, why this great game suddenly became very bad uh, for, like, <laughs> why there's this very bad game within this very good game. Uh, but yeah, once once I power through that, I, I like I'm very eager to explore all that post game stuff that you mentioned. Because like yeah, like like these four friends, these four fucking goofballs are a lot of fun to hang out with. You know, like uh, having like yeah, like it's just it's it's cool to hang out with the characters. Like the combat's a lot of fun. 
like it, like there's just a lot of factors. And it's like, yeah, like I would love to keep playing this just as soon as I'm out of these fucking hallways or whatever the fuck. <laughs> just, God damn it. Why? Why is there a cell section? All right, and having... Ha- Having played the this huge world and vast wilderness, do you get what I was talking about now about Final Fantasy Thirteen's hallways? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, like I didn't like I get like I I liked both approaches. So I mean, I don't know what. Okay. I mean, not necessarily the hallway approach you're taking in the middle of fifteen for no reason, <laughs> but but like if like having a guided you know kind of like experience, like I don't think that's necessarily bad, um, especially because I like like I thought the combat in 13 was was just as good um like like i like i like i remember people like i remember the big critique back back then was like oh the game basically plays itself it's like i'm just holding down the button for like 80 percent of the time when i play this um this is great <laughs> this is basically a much more simplified version of that so uh whatever yeah. that's <laughs> we, we don't need to get into it Darren. Like, if you enjoy it that's awesome all yeah, right like, so it's fine. so like final thoughts like <laughs> yeah. So it sounded like you were going to you know, say this is a terrible game or what have you, but it sounds like you actually did enjoy it quite a bit. No, I've enjoyed most of my time with it. Okay. Um, like, like, I just wish there was more variety in the in the side missions, and I just wish that whoever designed Chapter 13 was thrown off a cliff for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably uh, Tetsu. All right, that's the thing I will say about this game it feels very much like it was designed by one person and then he left halfway through and somebody else took over <laughs> it does because you know that's sort of what happened here like i think in general this game will go down as a success i mean it already got the record for the second highest uh, the second best launched out of uh in final fantasy history only beaten by 13 and uh i think it'll be a success not only in numbers but i think they'll learn a lot from this game Mm. and i even if this game you know is lacking in the areas that we have both agreed on pretty much i i'm like you said i'm still having a blast playing it i can't wait to go back and pop it in i can't wait to go back and drive around with my with my buds and (laughs) listen to music and like yeah, like Prompto wants to stop and take a picture. Yeah, man, let's go take a picture. Like I enjoy these <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, like, that stuff is cool. Yeah. Um I mean I wish you could drive the fucking car faster. <laughs> like it's stupid that like you have to get a supercharger for the car to drive slightly faster. It's like really the car couldn't do sixty miles an hour before. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Um but yeah, otherwise it's like yeah, like I love the whole like road trip fucking like framework. Uh where it's like, yeah, like just hop in the car and let's go. Um, yeah, I just, fuck, like, it's, I just don't understand why they did this thing in the middle of it, where it's like, man, now it's a bad game, wait, why? <laughs> uh, I'll give you more thoughts on that when I get to it, but, uh, do you recommend this game? Um, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, I mean, if you, if you're, like, it's not gonna change your mind if you just don't like JRPGs or anything. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, I would think, I would say that, um, I would say that it, it was definitely not a waste of 10 years. Yeah, I, I definitely concur. And uh, I I definitely agree that it's worth it, especially if you're a Final Fantasy fan and you're wondering and you didn't like 13, you're going to feel right at home with this game. Uh, and I, it's just I think it's just going to get better from this game. Like, like I said, they're going to learn from it. They, they're just going to expand upon it. Like this game, I think, will have a long way in how fi- the Final Fantasy 7 remake and the Kingdom Hearts 3 game get made. Mm. 
I have a I have a really strong suspicion. So it would be about six more years before either of those come out. Damn it, Joe! Stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they want I feel like they, if if they decided like, oh, maybe we should put some of this stuff in there. It's like, well, time to scrap everything here. <laughs> no, wait, that's not what I said. <laughs> oh gosh. But but anyway, a uh, so that's our thoughts on fifteen, Joe. Your turn. What what game? What other games? <laughs> Oh shit, man! I was like, "Yeah, it was." Well, that's what happens when we both played the game. We both can talk about it. <laughs> uh, Joe, what other ten-year development games have you been playing? Uh, another, another little indie game that I played was um, <laughs> the Last Guardian. Ooh, <laughs> Last Guardian, which um, I guess I should say I was a little bit less patient with uh, <laughs> in terms of, uh, uh, in terms, uh, uh, you know, Malcolm. <laughs> This video game, <laughs> this fucking video game, beautiful <laughs> as it is, the the beautiful game. Like the game looks incredible. Like I, like I was visually just from a purely visual like graphical standpoint, I was kind of afraid that once they transitioned from PS3 to PS4, that maybe they just kind of like port like the assets over and just kind of clean them up a bit. But like no, it seemed they did a lot of real work to to make it a proper fucking PS4 game. You know, visually speaking. Oh yeah, like uh, some of my favorite shot. Like I watched Sandra play this game. But, like, when you're watching Trico, like, come down the hallway and come up to you, like, it just looks incredible. Yeah, visually, the game is, you know, the game is stunning. Like, the character, like, the, like, the environments are really great. Like, you know, Trico, Trico, however you want to pronounce that. Um, Like, a lot of his animations and and mannerisms are really adorable. Uh, You know, the way he interacts with the child, with the boy. Um, Like, just really great heartwarming stuff with a lot of, like... I I played about four hours of it, and and I'll go back to it once once I like I thought I was gonna go kind of back and forth between that and Final Fantasy 15. Uh, but like gameplay wise, it just feels so stunted and weird. Um, that like I was just you know what I'm just gonna put this away for a while and just finish up with the game that I know is fun to play. <laughs> uh, in Final Fantasy 15 and kind of finish up with that before going back. Um, because man, it feels like that. Like like there's some parts of it that are frustrating just because. They don't explain a lot, and some of that stuff makes sense. It's like, okay, it's it's fine that you want to discover, you or you want the player to kind of discover what what it is that makes Trico kind of go back and forth, kind of maneuvering him around. Like like it's a fucking ten ton beast, you know. He's like fucking three stories tall. Uh, so you know, getting him to do what this child wants, yeah, it should be a little tricky, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's it it could just get so frustrating so quickly because. Like even just moving the boy around is so fucking weird, and like it's like it's I don't know, like it feels like that, it, like moving the boy around is stuck in the PS2 era still. I was uh, about to say, like uh, from from what Sandra was telling me while playing it, this feels like even though it's a PS4 game, it's a game that has like PS2 style sensibilities to it, right? Like. Like with the the freaking creature, unless he's standing on this exact spot and you climb on top and pet this exact spot, <laughs> this will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, moving him around. Um, like the combat is basically getting chased by enemies and leading them back to Trico for him to beat them up because like you're fucking you're like a six-year-old kid you know what the fuck can you actually do the answer is nothing <laughs> get the fuck back to that to the giant beast and have him uh handle it for you and you know that like that stuff is that's like that's neat you know that's like and you know he'll get upset because i guess he he does maybe his his temperament isn't so violent and him having to be violent to defend the skid it's upsetting to him it's like he starts thrashing about 
So you got to climb on top of him, pet him a bit, and you calm down. Like, that stuff is cute and adorable. And, and like, and I like doing it every time, even though climbing him can get annoying when he's, like, bucking back and forth. It's like, can you just stop for a second so I can get on your leg? A second. Give me one second. Give me a second so I can just grab you over here. All right. There we go. All right. There you go. That's that's a good boy. There you go. Calm down. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's a lot of moments. Uh, there's just a lot of awe-inspiring and just really precious moments. Uh, even within just a few hours that I've played where it's like, like this stuff is really cool and really heartfelt, but it's like just getting around is just, just bad. Just bad. Um, Cause like, even if you do manage to line them up someplace, it's like, all right, like I have to climb on, like I have to jump on like a ledge or whatever. Like it's a narrow ledge. It's 20 feet up. I have, all right, Treco, get over here. Right. I say, get over here. Traco, I'm literally jumping up and down. I'm waving my arms. Get over here. And you finally get over there. All right, climb up and you'll climb up to like his neck. And you'll balance yourself on the side. You're like, all right, like time to line it up just right. And oh, nope, he whipped it. He, he turned his neck to the right, and I'm jumping off the fucking cliff. God damn it, Trico. <laughs> <laughs> I've jumped off a cliff. Terrific. And yeah, like it's that kind of stuff that's like that gets very frustrating very quickly, especially because the controls feel so dated. Like it's like it's like it's like if you like they're like there you can you can tell them to do different things by holding down one button and pressing others like that stuff is fine but like it's like there's no reason for the jump button to be anything but x anymore right like why is it triangle mm-hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense like little weird design decisions like that where like it's like it feels like it like it's been programmed in a completely different like gaming language if that makes any sense you know it's like everyone's decided that this is how you control a platforming character now it's like but for me it is still like no i want to do it this way it's like but why <laughs> It's like you can still get this, the point of this game across without fucking making people relearn how to do a platforming game, you know? Um, and that's the kind of stuff that gets frustrating pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like I, I will go back to it and I will beat it, I'm sure. But it's like right now it's like it's it's just it just feels dated where, where it shouldn't feel dated. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wow, wow. I remember watching the beginning, and uh, what's the name of the main character? Does he have a name, or is he just... He does not have a name. He's uh, just a child. Okay, child. Like, boy. <laughs> boy. In <laughs> uh, the first... This is not a spoiler, but it is like in the, when you're first meeting Trico for the first time, which is right at the top of the game, and Trico, like, freaking kicks the kid as hard as he can into the wall, like, three different <laughs> times. That, that kid should, if not be dead have like multiple concussions <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too is like that kid is very hard to kill just from like an impact standpoint like he'll get kicked into shit or like there was one point where it's like i'm in this like giant fucking like i guess i guess church or steeple or something but like like i'm like i enter it through like near the roof or the ceiling and it's like no joke it's like 10 stories up or whatever or whatever and i'm like all right make sure i got to make these balance like i got to balance i got to do this and that and i i, I missed or i miss time to jump or whatever or i i don't angle it just right and i fall and i'm like oh fuck i died but i didn't <laughs> the, the kid just crumbles into a heap and he limps around for like 30 seconds i'm like how is he not fucking dead <laughs> like i fell from like no joke 10 stories up Oh, inside Jesus. this giant building um and like that's part of the frustration too is because like there's a lot of like because like there's this one sequence where it's like all right like you're, you're climbing a tower basically it's, it's very narrow but very high up and you're kind of trying to time these jumps or whatever and like you'll fuck it up and you'll fall all the way to the bottom and not only do you have to start over again but it takes fucking like a minute for the kid to start you know walking normally again it's like god damn it <laughs> 
and you got to fucking line up Trico again to get him to like because he's moved since the last time you fucking since you started it. Oh, to fucking, bitch. So it's like, oh god, it's like two minutes before I can even get started again, uh, and hope that I don't fuck it up again. And like, it's that the kind of shit that that really fucking kills the pacing of the game because like it's because the game is just like it. There's no like it's it's all just kind of about the interaction between this kid and and this beast because like as far as I can tell, like in the few hours that I've played, um, there's no like antagonist in it. Like there's like there are enemies in it because you're in this weird chamber where you and your guy, where you, two of you wake up together and you kind of just like, like, I guess I should leave, right? <laughs> I guess you'll come with me because you're the giant thing that <laughs> like you'll, we'll both make it easier for each other to get the fuck out of here. And that's kind of the conceit of the game. Like there's no like, like you, I mean, I guess if there's an antagonist, it's figuring out who put you in here in the first place, but they're never outward with it. Like there are enemies in there because you're in this weird haunted chamber, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, have you beaten this game? No, not yet. Like I said, I've only played a few hours of it. Oh, um, right. And, yeah, like, even looking at the trophies, like, in the game, it's like, there's no, yeah, like, there aren't even any, like, story-related trophies or anything. It's like, beat the game in this many hours, that many hours, this oh. many hours. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the like the bronze level one is, like, beat it in 20 hours. Like, the gold level one is beat in five. It's like, that's never happening. <laughs> like, and all the other trophies are, are for, like, doing this this many number of times and this and that. Uh those type of trophies. Um, so I, I have no actual idea, like how far I actually am in the game. I just know that I'm a few hours in, and it's it's rare. It's like it's intriguing. Like the the like like I said, the game is gorgeous. Um, yeah, the, the, there's a lot of it's just like really intriguing, you know, because based on like oh, like why am I here? I don't know. Why am I next to this fucking giant beast? I don't know that either. But I guess let's let's get the hell out of here together. Um, and it'll be precious and it's cute. Like as as the hours go by like they get closer together like with each other and you know like sometimes you'll just be standing next to him like kind of like all right kind of casing the room like all right where where am i supposed to go from here and like he'll just walk up to you randomly like nuzzle his giant nose on you like oh that's cute (laughs) like that type of stuff it's like all right yeah like that's the kind of stuff that makes you want to trudge through like the terrible terrible mechanics um if you're a dog owner this game must be adorable for you (laughs) it's so adorable and cute um but man <laughs> it is a fucking chore sometimes mm. so now before we uh, i ask you for your verdict uh this is now this being a team ico game i want to stress i haven't uh beaten the game i'm pretty much in the same boat as you however uh this being a team ico game i have a suspicion either the kid's gonna die or the dragon's gonna die <laughs> uh, um which do you feel it's gonna be i don't know like i I've, i don't know um probably the fucking probably the fucking giant beast because the boy you would have to literally fucking rip him into 300 pieces for him to die he's <laughs> <laughs> a tough kid it's a tough ass kid all right final verdict buddy what, what do you feel i mean again i haven't beaten this game so i don't want to want to give a final verdict but right. yeah i mean i don't know i, I would i'd would be very cautious uh because like if you haven't played the Team Ico games beforehand, if this is the, if this would be your first time going in to any of these games, I would honestly give it you. I would say hard pass uh, because unless you're familiar with the way this guy designs <laughs> his games and have grown to love that, uh, it would be very hard to recommend a game whose mechanics are very rooted are rooted very deeply in the early 2000s. You know. Oh yeah, as much as. Uh... Much as I do appreciate the Team Ico games and whatnot, they're very niche. So yeah, like he, if if you don't want to put up with these kinds of mechanics or controls, and I wouldn't fucking blame you if you didn't, <laughs> I would say, hey, at least watch it on YouTube or something, because I'm because there are a lot of very nice and precious and 
genuinely awesome moments uh, in that game. Mm. Like early on, you like you're like, hey, what's up with this mirror? I don't know. You hold it up at one point early on, and like, oh, this fucking thing can shoot lasers out of its fucking tail. I didn't know that. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. There's just a lot of cool surprises like that in the game. Um, and yeah, so it's worth at least checking out on, on YouTube at the fucking very least uh, for shit like that. But like playing it, if you haven't played, you know, like Ico or, or Shadow of the Colossus before that, uh, yeah, I don't know that I would recommend it to, to that particular player. Alrighty. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> let's head to the mill. And welcome back. And folks, if you want to write into the mailbag, two ways to do that. Just simply go to your wet email thingy and uh, type in <laughs> wow. mailbag at thefirmup.com. That's mailbag at thefirmup.com. There should also be a link in the description. And, you know, worst case scenario, just look up our Facebook page, which, by the way, if you haven't already, please go and give that a like. And, like, right at the top, there'll be a button for sending us an email, which will open up your uh, user right off the bat so you can send us an email. And what have we got this week, Joe? Well, our question comes from who else but RK. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got some questions, I guess, specifically for you, Malcolm. He writes in. He says, Malcolm, did you ever get a chance to check out any of these Death Stranding uh, theory videos that I sent you. What are your thoughts on them if you saw it? Uh, also, remember to talk about obscene pictures and crap you guys find on phones at work. <laughs> All right. I like. Uh, we talked about uh, the theories like right, right at the top. Unfortunately, eight hours ago. Eight hours ago. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have not. But I promise you, uh, you must have sent me an email or a text message with uh, those uh, theory videos, and I will watch them and have it done by the next episode and we'll have a talk about it at the top of the show uh as far as um as far as what he's talking about with the cell phone i think uh fun story me and uh, rk were going back and forth and he showed me the porn for final fantasy 15 that was created because of course there was of course there was as it's like it's from, uh, I, th- I believe it was done actually by Brazzers. And just... <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Uh, and the funny thing is, if you actually read the purveyors of fine pornography, <laughs> plus if you, the funny thing is, if you read the description, like they did, like m- they took maybe two pictures of the game and made the porno from that. <laughs> cool. It's like they saw... like, hey, they saw us in there, like porno. Yeah, pretty much. They saw Cindy. They saw the characters in black, like the male protagonist, for lack of a better term, of the film. Doesn't look a thing like any, like Gladio or any of the other characters. He doesn't even have hair, number one. <laughs> Come on, they didn't give him a wig? Didn't give him a wig. He's just there in a black trench coat with a shotgun. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, were you here for the blade porno shoot, my man? <laughs> <That's>, I'm guessing <laughs> so. <laughs> Because that's in the next room. And it's like a 10-minute porno, basically. He needs to get his car fixed. He can't. She's like, I can't let you have it for free. And then all of a sudden, this uh, goblin shows up. <laughs> and the guy shoots it with his gun. And then... Oh, wait, has, which gun? Not that gun. Oh. gun. He, saves, <laughs> he saves that gun uh, as a... Thank for th- as a thank you to Cindy. Wait, he's thanking her for, or she's thanking him. <laughs> oh, I think. Wait, see, I got to, I got to make sure I get these story details right, Malcolm. By the way, Cindy isn't even blonde in the oh, porno. They, they did nothing. They're like, 
It's got Final Fantasy on it. They'll be good. <laughs> the sex shop sells wigs, I'm sure. It's like it's an art. There's an article about it on Kotaku if you're if you're curious. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, I know it's porn, but come on, man. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. At least get a blonde. Come on. Oh man, Malcolm. Let me say that I'm very glad that you put in the for for the sake of your journalistic integrity. You you. <laughs> Buckle down and watch this thing. Oh, I didn't watch it. Uh, there's like oh, a, sure you didn't. <laughs> there's a full blow by blow about it. No pun intended. On the talkers. <laughs> oh, pun uh, very much intended. It was, yes, it was. Uh, but anyway, we were ta- going back and forth about it, and somehow it got to like uh, you know, like uh, who would even. Want... We started talking about like porn on people's phones, and uh, and I made a joke to him like uh, rule number one in the cell phone history, which is where I work: never look at the uh, at the person's gallery. It's like nope. oh, it's like oh my god, and it's like because that's a very real thing. Because, you know, yeah. like, you'll go into it, you'll go into the gallery, and it's a lot of nudes, both of the person that you're talking to, who you'll be surprised how much <laughs> sex thing is a thing. <laughs> I like the idea of, like, a customer coming into you at work, Malcolm, and saying, oh, there's, there's I got something, there's, can you help me, I've got this issue with my phone. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, whenever I open up the gallery, he's like, yeah, right here. And you start just swipe, swiping left. What do you What do you think of that one? Wait, what was the issue, sir? Oh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to, your opinion on uh, this little bow I got for it. Nope, time for you to leave, sir. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how often shit like that. Happens. Like, there'll be people coming in, like, yeah, I need help sending. I can't send this picture message, and it's like, okay, like, well, what's the picture? And- oh, it's his dog. Nope, yeah, it- can't help you, sir. And it's like, and of course the cus and. The customers are they're heavy set in their sixties and they're <laughs> sending like full on and they're very uninspired nudes. Let me tell you, and they're like, yeah, how do I put this? And like, number it it never ceases to amaze me how okay it is they are with me, this perfect fucking stranger, seeing <laughs> them in the nude. And oh uh, man. I can't. Yeah, I need to make sure this gets to some. some it's like, okay. Number one, you couldn't have just taken a fake picture and just watched me send that fake picture and then use that info to send. <laughs> no, <sighs> you fucking brain dead motherfuckers. And oh, no, see, these people are not lost, Malcolm. They know exactly what they're doing. They're like, so. Uh, uh, also, what 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 do you think of the lighting? <laughs> Uh, is is the is, is the makeup a little too much? It's like, I I've worked. What if I in, what if I drape the robe on my shoulder? Like <laughs> the most straightforward. I had a customer. Like I literally legit had a few customers in my time in the industry where they'd be up like, okay, I'll, I'll be straight with you. I'm gonna use this for porn. What's the best screen? Which one would you say is the best phone for watching porn? And which is interesting because it's not really something I don't want to say normal, but the it's not really the focus you would typically think of. I would think to well, look mean, at. Also, like the screen you need for porno doesn't differ from the screen you need to watch any other kind of video, sir. Yeah, because I know these are all men asking you all these stupid, awful questions. It's <laughs> sir. like, sir, <laughs> sir, and I, sir. I surprisingly got pretty in depth with it. I was like, "Now, are you going to stream or are you going to save the? Fo- you're going to save them, okay? So you definitely want at least 16 gigs in the memory. <laughs> and uh, here, you'll want at least a 5.5 inch screen to get the best resolution, I guess. <laughs> well, you want you want the larger screen, Malcolm, so that uh, you know you could just you could just lay it on the table and just, just go to work. 
Oh god, that's the thing. It's the <laughs> most uncomfortable conversation ever. It's oh like, my god, there has to be forums for this shit. For it's like, <laughs> so you could just say like, give me the porn. I mean, give me the uh, the Huawei eight fifty, please. They're like, all right, there you go. Get the fuck out of my store. It's like, <laughs> like, no, I will not shake your hand, sir. That's like, like, which makes it because like one of the most common requests that we get is how do I move all the pictures from my phone onto the micro SD card and. <laughs> Now, now, if you know about an app called the File Manager, uh-huh. then you can use that because a lot of times they won't even show the picture. They'll show like a text label yeah. for each. Like here is a folder. Yeah, so you can just like select the folder in its entirety, select Move, and then just drop it the fuck off in uh, somewhere on the micro SD card. <laughs> uh, however, for a long time uh, in the beginning of my career, I didn't know that. So I would actually go into the gallery, hence where the rule comes from, and then right at the beginning, dude just sent, standing there uninspired with his dong out. Or a, once again, it's always a heavy set 60-year-old that does this. <laughs> and you're like, naked woman right there. It's like, in all my years of doing this, I've never seen one attractive nude. <laughs> Because, of course, you wouldn't. Yeah, I have, like, the worst. You, you never get, like, that dude who's in fucking shape that comes <laughs> That's even if they were built like gladiolus. Well, then. Yeah, yeah. Come, come on down to the shop whenever you want. Yeah, I, I'll be I'll, I'll love with you, Joe. I'm straight, but, you know, what? I, I would be all right with a naked gladiolus. <laughs> well, wait, 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 let me tell you, I've saved a lot of pictures of gladiolus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the moral of the story here, folks, is... Uh, Porn on your phone, uh, stream it. There's no <laughs> paper Jesus. trail if you do it like Jesus, that. Jesus, stream it. <laughs> uh, use, 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 download Chrome and use the incognito tabs if you can help it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> don't don't subject poor people to don't subject other people to this. What you, what is wrong with you? It's like what and, are you doing? and iPhones they have a hide function for some of the oh. photos too, so I don't need to see those. I mean, fucking a. God. People, what the fuck? I mean, I I don't work in sales, so I, I like even though I'm a Best Buy, I don't work in sales. Um, so I'm not subject to to quite that volume of shit. But like every now and then, some fucking some fucking yuckster will 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 down over to the fucking home theater department and plug in some fucking like one gig USB drive into the <laughs> to a seventy inch TV and say, "Well, here's some porno for everyone." Time for me to leave. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Why is Florida playing on our giant 4K TV in our fucking Magnolia department? Oh, my God. So, hey, that's got to be quite a picture on that Magnolia, though. <laughs> well, oh, then man. again, pro- chances are he probably saved it in SD, so never mind. And <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Uh, at, least, uh, you, at least that's something you could just, like, take down. We get, like, dickheads who will, like, come to the store, go on to one of our demo phones, and then download a goddamn virus on there. Why? It's like, you just there's nothing on there. There's nothing on there. You're not. You're just being an asshole. It's like we're gonna get another one. You mean you're just being a minor annoyance at that point? For fuck's sakes. Ah. Uh, oh, 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 by the way, not, not that people of our show steal, but don't don't fucking steal phones. You know how quickly they get blacklisted and become completely useless. I mean, ugh. And traced. Uh, it's tra- so easy to trace. There's no easy to trace. a GPS in there. It's <laughs> the easiest things in the world to trace. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking dullard. What's wrong with you? Gonna... Well, anyway. Oh. <laughs> that, that... But anyway, more about dick pictures. 
Uh, so that's the the story in uh, in phones right there. And once again, I apologize about the forgetting about the freaking about the freaking Death Stranding video. I blame that on the seizure, but I will get get that taken <laughs> well, care. Well, that's convenient. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's about time it can be convenient for something. <laughs> Uh, folks, that is in episode 183 of the firmware update. Thank you so much for listening. We promise you we'll be back to a normal schedule, pending me not having three seizures in a row, but we think we'll be back and ready to go now that we're all caught up. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, you can listen to us on your Apple device. Just go to that podcast app and uh Search us. We'll be right there. The firmware update. And you can hit that subscribe button and get every episode and do us a favor. Five star review and some nice things written. Help out, help out the show tremendously. And if you have an Android device, don't worry about it. We got you covered too. We're on such apps as Stitcher radio, where you can stream us us, uh, right there whenever you need it on that free app. Uh, However, we do recommend an app called pocket Casts. It's uh, $3.99, but it's definitely worth it. You can stream and download, and yeah, both apps work for any other podcast out there. Uh, we will never come to Google Play Store. I'm so sorry. But anyway. <laughs> it's impossible. It's I can't figure it out. God damn it. It actually is impossible. And uh, in, in case you want to be uh, do it the old-fashioned way, we recommend that you come up to our website, the thefirmup.com where each and every episode appears and you can download it straight from there and joe you recently wrote up something did you not yes i actually i followed through on my many threats to actually write something on the site and posted a review for the entire season of batman the telltale series uh which wrapped up this week which Uh, i I need to get to as they just dropped the fifth and final episode Yes, so it is eligible for consideration in that tournament. So maybe check it out. Indeed, it just made the cut. So, <laughs> so it couldn't have been more under the way. Because so, unlike uh, certain people named Keeley, we wait until the end of the year. Can <laughs> 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 hey, get on that shit, Jeff? Anyway, folks, if you also you can also follow us on Twitter at psmal for me, at wands twenty three for Joe, and at the firm up for the show, Joe. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? No. I'm going to say no. I don't know if it's actually no, but we're four and a half hours into this thing. I'm saying no. We're going to say we <laughs> I bat, it, bat it out of the park. Folks, we will see you next time on the firmware update. I am going to go to get some tacos. Tacos are good. Do you have Del yeah. Taco where you live? No, but there's an actual honest to God taqueria where I can get real tacos made by real Mexican people <laughs> oh. down the street. Real tacos are the best, folks. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah.